You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. That second one was very good. It's not Bob's fault. Maybe it is. Who knows? It's you and your little I can't hold a Whopper Junior hand. I got tiny hands. I'm like a a parody of Trump. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to Axe to Grind, a hardcore podcast where we start every episode with Bob and I clapping. But when I'm going left handed, that's why Tom apparently doesn't approve. Hey, Bob. Yeah. Yeah, all right, it was a passable clap. It's pretty passable. That's pretty good. Passable. Everybody. Someone on the fifth floor was like, their clapper went off. That's how fucking hard I hit that, that shit. That, very impressive. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. I'm Tom. Uh, there was a time when we used to do it different orders. I like that we do it the same order. Yeah, we do it the same order. Yeah. You guys are creatures of habit. It's nice. I'm Tom. As if you're not, you fucking motherfucker. You I, go to sleep at 2 a.m. every night. And you wake up and at wake 9. wake up at 9 a.m. every day. I'm I go bed myself and got about around 9. I'm Tom. My old man, he's a real motherfucker. Um, I'm Patrick. I'm I'm Bob. Okay, very good. Now, uh, before we get into the shits today, I'm Bob himself. B- before we get into the shits, let's get into the shits. Sponsor time. Sponsor. Sponsor time. Tom, hit me with that closed casket. You know what they did in 2020? So much. Well, 2019. 2020s right now. 2020. I'm curious to see what goes on in 2020. 2020. I think it's gonna be a great year. It's gonna be very busy. Can I give you a rundown? And this Please. is why. There's lots of labels who are very active. We big up them all the time. Shout out to our buddies, Triple B. Closed Casket, quietly, very busy in 2019. I know this because I uh, have a friend who works at the label. I uh, speak to him often. and He, he works is, in a mailroom, right? Yeah, usually. Yeah. You know, in the mornings. In the afternoon, I think he's running around doing wild stuff. He brings the boss like a breakfast sandwich. I, I don't know what that dude does. The, yeah. the guys over there. Uh, let's let me just hit you hit both, me. Patrick. Pay attention here. Well, with what his 2019 was. Harmsway remix records, very cool. Big posthuman. Take out all the vowels. Post, King Nine post-human. Death Rattle. Pat thinks about it in the shower every day. Under underrated. Judiciary Surface Noise. Great record. Love it. Hate Force self titled. Hard as shit. Not kind of hard as shit. Way. Dark, grimy. Yes. S- record sold out. Awesome. Yeah, so it didn't that. go under the radar. No. Portrayal of guilt, suffering is a gift. Very good. Right. Diversifying. Doing quite well. Eyes of the Lord, misery feels like home. Very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, very hard. Very but real hard. It's like, mm. fuck, man. It's not, it's not hard. It's hard. It's yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah. Right. Vamakara or Vamachara. <laughs> I did it again. Just don't I? call him Vamakara. That one's wrong. But if you want it's to go like Vamakara or Vamachara, we'll Wilkes-Barre. Yep. Wilkes-Barre. Not Wilkes-Barre. Wait, no. Wilkes-Barre, Wilkes-Barre. Not Wilkes-Barre. No, no Wilkes-Barre. So it's Vamakara or Vamachara. Not Vamakara. No. Unreal City, 
Satire slash shield. Criminal instinct, terrible things. Raw hex, always high, always low. Downpressor, the long goodbye. And the acacia strain, it comes in waves. Fuck, that man. Is a fuck, how many records is that? That's a lot of records. It's That's a lot. like more than one a month. Staying busy. Here's what I want you to do. Look through your record collection. Look through your SoundCloud collection, your music, your digital stuff. If you don't have one of these, go buy it. If you go buy it on digital, do that. You go buy the physical, I'm going to ask you to do one thing for me. You're going to enter a promo code. What's that promo code? Axe to grind. And Tom, what, what do you have to do with the promo code? You have to spell it out in that little box. Boom. Closecasketactivities.com. Do it to it. Next up, Death with Shank. Oh, the, the Dark do. Kings of Salem. Dark Kings. Or Beverly as wow. it is now. So hold on. Do you think the guys at Deathwish Inc. would enjoy playing the the indie game Blasphemous that you exposed me to today? I think Trey is he a, the dude is a triple A shill. That's what I think he is. I think he only plays video games that oh, cost millions mm. and don't deliver on their promises. What's triple A mean? Triple A is those big games. Oh, is that a th- oh. like Activision? <clears throat> like oh. think think like. Electronic Arts, like all yeah, of the sports yeah. games, games that you might enjoy. Yes. I worked at Rockstar uh, Games. There you go. Fuck you. Cool. Oh, wow. You're, I game tested. You're very hip. So, a pizza and tested games. That sounds awesome. When you make that it right. Does, it sounds so good. It sounds cool. So, it's pretty much my job. Life is so cool. So Trey likes games. He likes media. Bit of a gamer. Yeah. He likes media. He, yes, he does. He's like a dude that'll like, he, watch, he has like a, like a digital selection of every movie ever made. You know what I mean? He's like one of those weirdos. He's got like a, a terabytes on terabytes. Good for him. Yeah. He uses Plex. <laughs> he uses Plex. So uh, do I think that he would enjoy Blasphemous if he gave it a shot, which I don't think he will because he's a AAA shill. And he doesn't ha- know how to download from Steam. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's got I that covered. He, he could. I'm he sure he's got, got, got a good set. <laughs> what, did we just paint him like he was in a geriatric home? <laughs> like, I think he he's could like, put on the PS4. So, what's these uh, cartridges? So... Uh, we're going to Death Wish, Dark Kings of Beverly, and we're going to talk a little bit about the distro today. Because as we know, they put out a distro, a distro. Of we're going music. to the distro, and we talk about it a lot. And you know what it is? Panic at the distro. So we are doing some distro pan- circus at every show. <laughs> so we are going to talk instead about the things that they. Carry they think we they, they carry. things they carry. <laughs> Let's start with the relapse release being distroed for nineteen ninety nine in the Deathwish Inc. dot com web store. That so is slick. ceremony in the spirit world now. Bob's sleeper favorite of last year. Yeah, uh, you know it's a grower, not a shower. Maybe mm. like the me in the first- YMCA uh, locker room. Yeah, do you, would you, but I mean, you're steaming, so you think you got enough time to like show out a little bit? Nope, I'm pathetic in there. Do you tug? Come on, show and prove, man. Nope, it's a joke in there. All right, well, <laughs> ceremony. Impressing nobody. Ceremony shows and proves and impresses many. First three songs of the record, uh, flawless. The record's very listenable. Uh, this is going to be one for you for a future episode. I want you to listen to this and then give very specific, if you like this record, then you should check out these records, okay? So think about that as you embark on your fucking uh, uh, Gilligan's Island style can I say fucking an, offshore. Can I say an insane thing three that many of you will relate to? Sure. I'm looking at, for the first time, this Ceremony Record album art, art in high definition. Mm. And now that I know that it has 
canvas texture because this piece was yes. likely painted on a canvas. Yes. I like this significantly more. Yes. It's not digital, right? Doesn't that make you happy for some reason? Is it make us old because we like physical medium? No, everybody likes it. I think everybody does, does, does like it. it. It's a texture. Uh, digital com- digital comics flat for the last like ten so years. Flat. You know so what I mean? Like it, the sales just don't increase because people just want to hold some shit, even so though they was, resent the cost. Uh, do you know the Neil Young argument that about music that's play that's played and too too crisp, too digital, too perfect? Um, loses something even though it's like at a higher frequency. Who was I talking with this, about this with or listening to talk about this? That whoever I heard this from, big shout out because I thought about it and it was like, oh, when things are too crisp or too clean or too condensed. Yeah, I, you know what? There's Andrew. An un- there's, an Andrew. Uncanny val- Andrew. there's an uncanny valley nature to it. Where shout out like, Andrew. Oh. Uh, they were talking about it. I was like, that makes sense. When something's so compressed and condensed that it sounds unnatural even though you might not be able to hear it, something in your brain is going, hmm, does not compute, and that's how I feel about art. Uh, the Ceremony record in the spirit world now is fucking great. Great chilling music, great commuting music, great just getting shit done music. So go get that at the Deathwish Distro. I think you had another one you were going to recommend from the Distro today. Well, this one I think to, I'm going to allow Tom to talk on because I only like it in theory because I haven't seen it. The love song, The Love Story... Best love story told in the last three years. The Godfather of Hardcore, the documentary about AF. Did you just pick three years arbitrarily? When is it from? Is it from three years ago? It's from or? like 2018. Okay. I, all right, so right. Like, all right, fuck it. I was trying to give it a little. Sure. It might have been two years. Yep. I you, th- you know, it's, For a second, I just thought maybe you had a really specific love story from just before. Like then. right before then. <laughs> no, I think it, it's um, Ian McFarlane worked on it. Our boy Jay Reason was part of it. <clears throat> it's just... You it's were actually kind of touched by this one. Super touched. It. No, oh God, I didn't do that on purpose. Um, it's just. It's great. It's really well done. It's the story of Vinny and Roger and how they've like lived their lives together forever. And you know, AF is Vinny's thing, and Roger is willing to pretty much die on stage to make sure that Vinny gets to do his thing. Is that the dynamic? Kind of, sort of. That's interesting. It's amazing. It's really beautifully done. And then it's like they were able to get like pristine copies of like shows from A7 because like incredible. Some news program came down to film some show. So they were able to access that. And it's like imagine, you know, a 21 year old Jimmy Gestapo moshing in like crystal clear. Yeah. I mean, it's like sepia tones because it's not like fucking, you know, it's it's really it's wonderful. If you. Like hardcore, if you love AF, you need to see this. Even if you don't. If you love hardcore, if you love friendship, you need to watch this movie. DVD player. Flat screen TV. Mounted on a wall. Okay. Behind a glass case. Wow. This on a loop in the Smithsonian. All 100%. <laughs> okay. Video of A7. <clears throat> Say no more. Say no Say more. No more. So, you're going to go to deathwishinc.com. Enter the promo code. Extra grind. And you will. Spell it out. Oh, he beat me to it. Thank you, everyone. You were taking too long. And thank you also to the lovely, wonderful, fine gentlemen at Run for Cover Records. Thank you. They're having a quiet big year. Excited to see all the stuff. I feel like every year is a quiet big year for them. But some years are some years are sneaky. Some years yeah, they wallop true. you in the face. I think so far it's been like Whoa. So Whoa. Guys, some guys, years are bigger than others. I've been liking the Moz references today. Thank what you. about my Joey, Fuck him. Joey Lawrence reference? I was with it. I, I wasn't that good. Of course. Okay, it was I, I just, whoa. Whoa. 
Um, You've all been right. doing that one for a long time. Yeah, I know. I like to mix it it's up. It's a good one. All right, so here's the deal. I like Blossom. We're going to have some fun today. That means that my guess is probably a lot of hardcore questions and then Michael Lawson asking about our like underarm deodorant or some shit. Oh, Mike Lawson has at least one set of questions here. Fuck Maybe yeah. we get two. Shout outs to Mike, uh, my homie forever. Appreciate Thank you, Mike, for making this fun. All right, but you know what Mike does unknowingly is influences the people of the town. What? With a non- non-core question. What's happening right now? The people of the town. Okay. Hardcore town. It's oh, good movie. all right. H-Town. H-C-Town. See the town? The town is hard. Yo, the town is very underrated. I talk, very good movie. I talk to good people movie. who are like, yo, that movie's trash. And I'm like, who said that? A lot of people hate on it, man. Tell them to meet me in Southie. But you know what? Uh, there's some people I know. Charlestown is there, right. There's some people I know who hate The Departed. Also I fucking. I can't fuck with you. Well, it's fucking The Departed crazy. is such a good movie. It's How good can movie. you dislike it? It's so Low key, better than, well, no, not. No, did you see Gone, it. Baby Gone? I did. I think it's better than that. You think Town is better than that? or? Oh, I think Depart is better than uh, Gone, Baby Gone. Gone, Baby Gone or The Town. Ooh. Similar high level of movie. Fucking fantastic. Yeah. Uh, In this is, life or the next. Is The Departed Leo DiCaprio's best movie? No. What is? What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Gil- Gilbert Grape. No, it's a not. movie that I really enjoyed for it's a long time. It's actually really good. Very, good. Um, Very sad. Really yeah. like, it's, uh, I, you know what? I'll say this. It's The Grapes of Wrath for the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Is, it, is his best movie Wolf of Wall Street? That's pretty oh. good. I like Departed a little more. Yo, I straight up. You're gonna come me up and feed me to the poor. <laughs> Yo, I'm, this not fucking leaving. Here's an unfortunate thing. I'm the guy who does his fucking job. You must be the other guy. Great line. Thank you. Great line. If you think it makes me a bro. Think of that every you time it, you don't answer the group chat. If you think it <laughs> makes somebody a bro to love the Wolf of Wall Street, then you're talking to a bro. You're, talking you're wishing to, someone thought that. You want to be a bro You're talking so to a big bro. Trans bro. Here's, here's a uh, little bit of a nugget that I have. Hit me. I have the character that Jonah Hill played. Mm-hmm. I've had conversations with that person on the phone in real no life. No shit. Oh, that's neat. You say, how, how are your This are years and years ago before no, this shit. happened. Okay. Was, the, was the depiction by Jonah Hill right on pretty close or? Eh, this dude's it. better looking. Okay. Um, but this guy, so then Jonah Hill. This guy's real name is not in the movie, so I will not say it. But he doesn't really look like that. But it's close. But like, I had a talk with my sister the other night about it because I worked with my sister at the time. It's two thousand. Jordan Belfort called my office. Said I might be in a little trouble. But I mean, it was like a fucking normal white guy. It was like millionaires were calling that office. I didn't think anything of it. Yep. Meanwhile, fucking 15 years later, there's a fucking Oscar-winning movie about this guy. So, yes. I'm going to say that Leo's best film is Critters 3. Stop. <laughs> you can't make that joke if you have to pull it up on fucking IMDb. <laughs> people on there, people that don't know that. Um, let's see. His best movie is Growing Pains. Uh, I honestly think it might be Wolf of Wall Street. I think it's an exceptional job. You think job. it's better than Departed? Let's do a movie yes. watch side by yes, side. No Next question. time we record for 18 hours, Yo, let's do a movie watch side by side. Do you know side. what I thought people didn't respect enough? What's that? Titanic. The Revenant. When people are like, oh, he just grunted. Yo, you try fucking grunting and conveying anything. He mm. got fucking assaulted. By a bear. By a bear. Shout I've never seen Leo. that, though, actually. Shout out to Leo. Mine. Oh, it's Fan. fantastic. You ever see Titanic? In my life, yes, I have. Have not seen it. Really? I've not seen it. Yo, you, I've never seen a more visceral reaction to a movie in my entire life. I went on a date to see the Titanic, see Titanic whenever it came out. Literally every single 
woman in that movie theater was crying as if they found out their entire family died in a fire. Incredible. I'm I'm just waiting for the sequel. Titanic. (laughs) There you go. It's true. Um, Titanic. Kate Kate Winslet. Just so you guys know, Titanic will be showing uh, on Sunday, February 9th in New York City. Oh, wow. Oh, and in Howell, New Jersey at the Escape Theater. So maybe we'll catch that on Sunday, February 9th when we have other things going on. Released in 1997. Um, All right. Non-core questions. Hey, I'm I'm coming into town for a 108 show in November. Sorry. Any tips on Airbnb? Do we shoot for Brooklyn or is there cheaper options that aren't too far away? If it was just me, I'd be sleeping on a couch for free, but yeah. wife's coming. She's not into living like we're Adults. in a band on tour. Yeah, understand. Thanks, Dan. Great question, Dan. Stay Sorry b- that we didn't do this sooner. Let's do the New York specific. Stay in Brooklyn, stay in Manhattan. What do you do? If you're going... All right, so the only problem with staying in Manhattan is that getting to Greenpoint kind of pain in the deck. Big pain. True. But... If like the majority of your stuff is finding, I don't know, finding an Airbnb in Manhattan might be a bit difficult. Very true. Unless you're going up. Right. I think you can find a spot in Harlem. Right. Yes. But if you're going to do that, stay in Brooklyn yeah. for cheaper. Here, okay. Depends on what the rest of your trip's going to be. You, you're trying to go to the museums. You're trying to see Central Park. Stay in Harlem. Stay up, Upper stay West. Up. Yeah. Stay Upper East, Upper West. If you want right. to go to Harlem, you're all good. Um, and it, your budget too, you know. Depends. Yeah, it all depends too. But these sound like adults. If you're bringing your wife to New York to see 108, do you know what's interesting? Yeah, what? go treat treat them. I watched a dude a, a, a YouTube about it. He's like a YouTuber guy who's you? like, who's like, hey, yeah, I love you. I watched YouTube, YouTube? I love it. GTFO. He he sh- said, hey, I just got a new place. I'd like to show it to you. I know that it's customary for people to show you their apartments on YouTube or YouTube and then not tell you what they're paying. So I'm just gonna cut to that because I know you're interested and it's a spot on the Upper East Side and it, it is uh, he's playing 2300 and it's a nice studio right okay. nice is there a bathroom in suite it's still a studio but do you have to go outside do you have a shared bathroom no yeah, shared bathroom oh so you have your own bathroom own kitchenette I would not call this a kitchenette oh. and so it's not even a kitchenette yeah, well, it's a hot plate and a fucking yeah. campus free hot fridge? plate. Uh, by the way in Cambodia uh, hot plate uh, kind of the normal this was unique. Thing when you're, you know, rent like anyway. Point is, it is. You bring up Cambodia again, you're fired. <laughs> anyway, point is, I was watching that, and this is how this place poisons your fucking brain. I said twenty three, not bad. That's what I said to myself, <coughs> as though that was not bad in New York City. Twenty three, not bad, especially in twenty twenty. Funny enough, so they, uh, there's like a housing. Lottery you can you can enter yes. into. Mm-hmm. I know somebody that won it, won it, and when right. I say they won it, I mean they like hit it out of the park, rent controlled for years and years, and then, that's the one we're talking about. Yes, right? like it's through the city. Yes. Yeah. So I've gotten called a couple of times. Oh no! They shit. like pulled my whatever. Then you're supposed to bring in a ton of fucking information. It was kind of bullshit. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And so this place I get was like twelve minute walking distance from my job. Oh, like fuck! Wow. So I get all my shit together. Blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, it's affordable housing. Affordable. Right, right. Air quotes. Affordable. Yeah. New York City affordable. How much is an affordable studio apartment in oh. Brooklyn? Down there, too? Downtown Brooklyn? Uh-huh. Uh, studio. Studio. Yes. Let me... All right, I'm just stabbing in the dark. Studio. Mm-hmm. I want to say 1600 but you're going to say more. I'm going to say 1200 
2307. Yep. Fuck uh, that. Yep, yep, yep. And like the going rate, like the market rate was like 2500. You're not going to work there forever, Tom. Well, well that, I was literally trying to do the math, <laughs> figuring out the and I was like, how much you're spending on commute. Yeah, and it still didn't work out. Yep. Like I'd, I would like, I was like, well, if I take this out and then my school loans and this, it's like, yep. I'd have like $80 a week. I'm like, that's for oh. food and living. <laughs> I don't think I can't do it. I you're can't. Like, you're like, if I go on a bowling date once, I'm then destitute. You're done. <laughs> right. Done. Sorry, Carly. We're eating ramen when you come visit. Right. That's yeah. it. Oh. All right. So. Uh, those are the the New York specifics. Really decide some of the things you want to do. My my advice to people traveling to New York because I'm not somebody I, I've lived here for like six months one, but I've always lived close enough and I spend a lot of time here. Don't make firm plans, but have some set things you'd like to do. Uh, give yourself some time to just explore because the city's a really fun place to just go walk around. That's the if you ask me what my favorite thing to do in New York is, it's just walk around by far. By right. Far. If you're able to, if you're mobile and you can get around, it's. Oh. God. You could literally pay the the amount of money it takes you to get into the city and walk around and spend a full day and not spend another dollar. Correct. So it's it's wonderful. And don't listen to old New Yorkers when you're asking where to stay. No. Because if you ask me and you go, I got an Airbnb on you know in Bed Stuy, go. What happened? Yeah. Why? What? Who did this to you? Right. But meanwhile, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. But in my head, for you're the still- first thirty five years of my life, you go. Uh oh. Bedford Stuyvesant, the yeah. livest one. Are you okay? This is like Biggie. <laughs> the one. Um, it's Biggie Smalls. Yes. So don't um, make firm plans, but look at what some of the things you want to do and then try to, you know, triangulate somewhere close ish to that that you can walk. Um, don't ever expect to use the bathroom in public. You've probably Airbnb'd more than both of us. Yeah. Airbnb? Okay. Yeah. Any tips just in general? Well, um, if, if they're not a super host, you don't go. Yeah, I don't uh, no, I and I think I told you in Montreal I stay I got a place to stay for $13. What? Wow. Was yep. it good? There was an African guy who was on the phone with his girlfriend in Africa the entire time. Uh, the, like because Oh, you had to share it with a stranger? Oh yeah, he was in a bunk bed beneath me. Oh fuck all that. <laughs> and he was talking to his girlfriend all night. Now you know me, that doesn't really matter. I'll sleep through. You can talk to your girlfriend all fucking night, but I was wondering if I was a light sleeper, this might be hell on earth. You know what I mean? This dude is speaking in French to his girl in like Guinea-Bissau and I'm like, yo, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm two feet away from you. <laughs> Literally, yeah. I, could, I could touch your hair if my hand fell down right now. So the, it's not a great thing to go cheap. <laughs> How long did this person say they were here for? Did they say? No, it was a handful of days. A week. Yo, yo, just break the bank. Uh, feel like an asshole when you get home and you, and, and you don't got to Spend any, a little too much. Spend a little too much. Yeah, do that. Do that once. Do that when you have a little loose money. At some point, spend a little more than you would like, just for the experience. I, I will say this: as I've gotten older, I spent the first thirty years of my life only staying when it was my choice. You know, from fucking eighteen to thirty, when I would stay at a hotel, it was like Motel Six is fine. That's fine. I couldn't give a fuck. Right, but as I've gotten older and with smarter, wiser partners, oh my god. Oh my God, so much smarter than me. But saying, you know, if we stay somewhere nicer, that just, it just like makes the trip nicer. Okay, so I got mixed feelings on this. Personally, I would, but then I do it and I'm like, yeah, but you're right. You know, I sleep at airports. I, I, was, I slept at an airport within the last three years. Like, I'll, I'll, if I have yeah. even 48 hours, yeah. I'll be like, well, you know what? Airport, free. <laughs> yeah, I know. The price is right. Price is right. So I have no care for comfort whatsoever. Uh, but. Actually, here's my comfortable one, enough. Here's you're my one. Here's my one thing with comfort. I don't like to. You'll notice. I well, you. I don't think you would have noticed this. I only travel with a book bag. 
Now that makes oh, me yeah. a child, mm-hmm. but I would rather buy new shirts yeah. every seven days mm-hmm. than have to. The, my biggest discomfort in life is carrying unnecessary things in my hand. You've heard about. I, I've talked about this frequently. I, I don't. Hate I'll it. give it to somebody. <laughs> Yeah, if somebody, if I have something in my hand and I'm carrying it for more than two blocks, if you just walk up to me and go, "Hey, hey Bob, can I, can I have that bag you're holding?" I go, "For I sure, hate can. carrying an extra." It's what I'm saying. I will pack a book bag until it's going to explode before I go, like back. Bef- yeah, backpack. Backpack. Yeah. If it's in there, I'm good. I know. I call it book bag and school bag. Like I'm fucking. No, nah, it's fine. No, I'm twelve. It's, it's, yeah. it's backpack. Yeah, uh, but I will fit that like. I will squeeze the very last thing in there yes. rather than have to carry so much as a pair of socks in my hands. 100%. Yes, 100%. We're weird. That's my, yes, it is a weird that's my nod but, to comfort. Yeah. I find it uncomfortable to, to carry, carry shit around. Yep. Yeah. So uh, Airbnb in, in general, is there anything to avoid? Uh, honestly, in New York, do this ritually. It is likely very unnecessary, but just this is me being Tom. There was a... In the early 2000s, bed bugs were very much a thing. They still exist, obviously. Why the fuck is this him being me? Because, being because aware, thinking about having an old idea. Old oh. idea, being an old New Yorker where everything is like, did you see that on the sidewalk? Don't fucking touch it. There's bed bugs. We were walking down the street and there was a mattress and I was saying to Amanda, we were in Brooklyn, like whenever. I was like, yo, don't. I said, Ethan, don't touch that mattress. And I realized as I was saying how paranoid I sound, but I was like, you're not allowed to throw away a raw mattress anymore. There was a raw mattress on, you know, over by like down, like uh, Barclay Center, that whole area. I mean, you're really not supposed to. Yeah, you're spo- you get ticketed. You're supposed to wrap, like, put it in a sealed bag. It right? was in a sealed bag. I didn't trust the bag. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, I respect that. <laughs> but 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 here, bed bugs are a thing. They're oh, for sure a thing. They, but, uh, they love wood and you, ba- and books. Yes, they do. They love the spine of books. Europeans don't understand this because they don't deal with this in the same level that we do. I mean, right? they had black. They had rats that put people and gave everyone the plague. So I mean, they get it. Yeah, I mean, they got their own problems. But uh, do yourself the favor. It's very highly unlikely that this will ever matter. But do check for bed bugs. And if you're curious how you check for bed bugs, I'm curious. You lift up the corner of the mattress, and you look not just for living creatures. You look oh, for Lord. any drop, any spots of black blood. spots. Yeah. And. Spots of blood? Look for tiny little spots. Red. Yes. Red and what almost can be black. It looks yes. very dark. So uh, do that, and then you'll feel better. It's unlikely that they're going to be there anyway, but you'll just feel better. Got it. So that's my advice to anybody staying at a spot like an Airbnb. All right. Next question. Thanks for the question, Dan. Hey, fam, love the podcast. Quite entertaining and informative. Even side convos about rent prices in New York. Wow, nice. Why Patrick should move to the shore and what the hell no FB meant on the damn descendants record. Thanks, Bob, for shouting out no fat beaver. You're welcome. I enjoy talking about the IE as well. I currently live in Southern California, Inland Empire, raise up. Circling back into hardcore after a fairly long hiatus. Grew up first hearing bad brains in high school, mid-90s, having that blow me my mind. Moved me into Minor Threat, Red Spring, Discord stuff, as well as Black Flag, and moving backwards to Seven Seconds, then Gorilla Biscuits and Youth of Today, etc. I saw Drug Church at Punk Rock Bowling this year and listening to Pat growl through the second stage wow. set. Drug Church was robbed. They should have taken Fucked Up Spot on Main Stage. Every song sounded the same Did 15 I write minutes this? in. No axe to grind on Fucked Up, though. I got to thinking so about not Pat then. No, I got to thinking about some of the staleness of the acts and bands I was there for at punk rock bowling, Descendants, Adolescents, Refused, Pennywise, etc. 
Everyone is riding the glory days and watching balding men with pink mohawks slowly mosh and drink their way through the weekend made me realize I was missing out on the hardcore scene. I forgot about going into the 2000s. Uh, uh, I was missing out on the hardcore scene. I forgot about going into the 2000s and falling into the straightforward punk rock scene. Rediscovering bands and finding new old bands that the three of you discuss has got me f- filling my ears with a renewed interest in hardcore. Long story long. I can get to my question. Oh. What are your guilty pleasures in music? I don't mean the Stones or Bob Dylan, but I'm talking about things that would get you canceled with the crew. <laughs> For myself, early AFI, a fire inside, he says, particularly the first four LPs, ending somewhere with Black Sails, is what I blast alone in the car with the windows up. What does it for you, Bob, Pat, and Tom? Thank you, Jay. Thanks, Jay. Tom, do you have an answer while I look at my MP3s? <sighs> I mean, I w- this it's is not... canceled with the crew, canceled not canceled with, the crew. No, with you know, Yeah, not society. like you're fucking... I'm canceled. Yeah, for... you're a HOA fucking <laughs> discography. <laughs> right. Um, I got the whole catalog up in it. If I'm being honest, even though it's not a scarlet letter, yeah. but to people like my crew right here, mm. to a lot of my people... My enjoyment of Eton Concrete is suspect, and I would get embarrassed. People That's fuck true. with me because of it. Yeah, like for I'm a relatively smart dude. Yes, yes I would say are. that. Um, I'm being generous. I'm pretty no, fucking no, smart. No, yeah. Um, yeah, like I love Eton. I love love Fury. is strong. I love Fury Five. Love Fury do, Five. Y- here's the question: I legit strong. do the two Eton and Fury. Yeah. Is it the same kind of love, or is it a little different? Because they're they're different enough bands, or is it the same the same kind of love? Both were. It started off with the like, can you believe this shit? And then it what grew. am I fucking listening mm-hmm. to? And then all of a sudden, I was like, yo, this is good. <laughs> I hate listening to E Town for the first two years, mm-hmm. and then that was like word. And then I mean, I never felt comfortable being in a fucking sea of white people yelling the n word back at Anthony. Little weird. A little weird. The fact that that weird. happens in 2020 or 2019 and no a one's really got a problem weird. with it. But I mean, even 1998, I'm sitting in Coney Island High and literally 600 people are like, wait, 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 N word. That's what I thought. I was like, this doesn't feel right. And 1998, this is- I, wonder, I wonder if I ever would have felt comfortable with that. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, in general, I was just like, as a, like, I'm ni- in 1998, not Joe PC. And I'd be like, what that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm quite weird. far from Joe PC, and I, I don't know if no. I <laughs> you know it didn't feel right. Isolate that audio. The I didn't feel it didn't feel right. <laughs> it didn't feel I, right. I like that. Um, okay, so so Fury Five and E Town are, are your yeah I would say yeah. semi guilty pleasures. Yeah. We'll say um, for me, I don't. I have a weird relationship with this. I'm not going to give a cop out answer, Patrick Kinlan style, but uh, I don't really believe in guilty pleasures as far as. You like what you like. Almost anything. Like like almost anything. I don't feel guilty about liking things. Um, Are you talking about like like how Pat likes a little... No, I mean like anything. pinky like, in the... Uh, I mean like, yeah. If, 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 like if somebody was like, yo, I like no assholes, I'd be like, great. No fantastic. shame. That's wonderful. Anything you like, you like. So I... I but... Um, There's nothing know, that you like that like Dave or... Oh, no. Or I mean, somebody no, be like, because, bro, because you're listening to fucking... many people yeah. who will come to appreciate what I like and... Maybe I'm just a dick, but I don't particularly care if they don't like that I like it because, I mean, I like, like Kevin Taylor Second Swift. said, um, no, I don't care if you're into different bands. I'm just a different, I'm just a different man, right? Like, yeah. uh, yeah. walk together, rock together. Um, I was like, yo, I felt that. Is there um, any pop music that you're like, fuck, I'd get like. No, I like Katy Perry. That's not embarrassing. I fuck with Katy Perry. I, I, yeah, she's a great singer, great looking human, just great pop star. 
Um, I like the I like a couple of those Ariana Grande uh, radio hits. Thank those are cool. You. Next, yeah, I, I like the song Seven Rings. That's a cool song. Um, I like I like T Swizzle. When I was getting into hardcore, <clears throat> I also the record Blink One Eighty Two Dude Ranch came out. I'm pretty sure someone bought it for me or gave it to me or something, and it was ju- it was aligning with like I was into hardcore but slowly discovering new stuff. But I really liked that Blink-182 Dude Ranch record. Interesting. Really liked it. And it was like, it was at that moment, which it was also coinciding with like, yo, just because I discovered this new music doesn't mean I don't still love Pearl Jam. I fucking love Pearl Jam. Um, Is Dude Ranch the one with Damn It? Yes. Apple Shampoo, a lot of great songs. Um, So so I guess that could have been seen as a guilty pleasure, but I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't ashamed of it and I didn't hide it, but it was sort of like, I was like, it's kind of funny that I like this straight up poser punk fucking shit, but also I'm getting into like what I'm acknowledging is this whole world of music. Um, And probably people would think less of me about this, but I didn't really care. Liked it. I think with this crowd. Also had a very, I'm going to shout out Sam who, uh, Sam Triple B who at the Triple B pop up. We had a good 30-minute conversation with a group of people there. Shout out Izzy, shout out Harry, shout out a few others who were there for this uh, about Blink-182's discography of what was good and what was not. Triple B Records pop-up 2019. There you go. I'm going to try to hit the LA one. Yeah, you should. Uh, Choking Victim, neither of you guys are fans. No. (laughs) What's the other one? It's not Choking Victim. Uh, Uh... Leftover crack. Leftover crack. You're not a fan of that either. Right? That's that's whack shit. (laughs) Uh, By the way, I watched a leftover crack video Mm -hmm. from last year. It's, please. Did you see yourself? Please find it. I'll try to find it. All right. Uh, Still popular. uh, Those bands have been popular for a hot minute. Straight up, straight up, so many more views than anything I've ever done. I watched it on YouTube and was appalled. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that sort of shit uh, isn't gaining me any. Have cool you ever skanked for a ska band? No. Yeah, no, you haven't. I don't have that type of rhythm. rhythm? <laughs> I think you should try it. Like try it at a Boston show because you definitely won't be the worst dancer. Oh no! Oh, we got to fumble. Oh no! So even if you are bad, you'll be better than others around you. Yeah, and it for might sure. give you some joy. I think we talked about getting Tom in the skank pit. You got to get in the skank. There's not pit a ton too. of judgment. At those type of no, ska people show? just dare to have fun. Yeah, it's one of the it's one of the biggest attributes of ska. It's a judgment. It's fucking. It's the the planet fitness of music. <laughs> judgment <laughs> free zone. Free zone. You only go once and you never come back. Yeah, yeah. You sign up and you're like, oh shit, I'm part of ska now. Oh, I'm a part of ska, ska now. Fuck. Um, we're okay. literally turning this to watch leftover crack. Yes, and I'm going to put it on in the background as we continue we reading. I know, me? I know. Oh, there's still that's third quarter. Fourth quarter. It's the fourth quarter? All right. Sorry, we can't do that. None. Um, all right. Thank you for the question. Mike asked, uh, really, really enjoyed this episode uh, back in June of 2019. Okay, shout out. Uh, I was getting hardcore around the time. I think my first show was around early 2001, but everyone mentioned a bunch of stuff I missed. Tried to take the best notes I could so I can go back and discover. Respect. In case you didn't make it to the end of this email, here's the usual BS. Love the podcast. Keep them coming. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. You guys were very heavy on the East Coast. Understandable. Yeah, definitely. So here are a few things from out here that sparked my interest. Um, I think this is in reference to some early 2000s conversation. Uh, let me give you these. These are all West Coast. 
I moved to California in 2003, August 2003, so I'm pretty aware of all this stuff. Give me your impressions, both of you. Now, you were at different places in terms of what your interaction with hardcore was. Bah, bah, bah. Give me your impressions and knowledge of any of these bands and if you think they kind of reverberated at all in your circle or you know, with people you know. Hit me. Over My Dead Body. No Runner 7-inch. Yeah. Fuck with it. Drug-free adult. Corny, but... Fun. Fun. Rob Moran, great dude. Wanted to like the demo a lot because it had hooded X-Men yes. on yes. it and didn't. But, you know, they had a moment in uh, San Diego. Yeah. Like pretty much all the X-Carry-On bands. Piece by piece. Never Fun. really yeah, never really hit the East Coast, I think. No. But that, I mean, that, that, they put out a record relatively recently. Every song has fuck in it. Yep. But it's like, I fuck you. I, I think one of the videos is literally a Porn. Yeah, just with uh, to just, Bonnie Rotten. With the, but like the singer of the band is one of the co-stars. Yes, I, I think Great it video. is the most LA thing that's ever existed. What about internal affairs? Less LA because it has less pornography involved. That's true. That's true. This is for you, LA. LA. Knife fight. Don't know anything about it. Is that a, that's a Todd or not Todd? Todd served some time, but not memorably. Uh, John Westbrook, who was in the later versions of Carry On, did a band very early 80s. It's it's quite good. Yeah. Um, quite good. Midwest meets Boston, strained through California. Mm. Kind of cool. Uh, Betrayed, the addiction EP. It's good. I like it. Very good. The Warriors, war as hell. Can't fuck with it. Yeah, I kind of missed the mark for me, even, though, even though I think it's kind of like an updated version of some things that I really liked. What when you think of warriors? What do you think of? Uh, okay, so I rage against machine, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, Straight from the path. Word. There's a little bit of rapping, but not as much as we probably think. Nope. Not. We as might much have caught like one song where we were raps, and yeah. that's my idea of the warriors. So I, I actually tried the warriors, and never to, forget them. To be honest, imagine dragons. If indecision, great 2010 rock band. <laughs> imagine if indecision worked at Zoomies. Like us? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're saying the Warriors is... Yeah, like the Warriors... The, so I've only met one of those dudes, but that the dude knew everything. Like he wasn't like... He's a hardcore guy. They're yeah, a hardcore into, band. Into Zuzis? He, he wasn't like... So here's what I'm saying is I think that they have many of the same points of reference that you and I may have with heavier whatever music, right? But they really chose to step over a line that I would not. You know what I mean? So... That's my impression of the Warriors. I don't have much else to say. I, th- the, I'm told that the, that no matter who you are, the War Is Hell release can meet your needs on heavy music. Like it's not mm. rapping. It's not the the step beyond. <clears throat> so while One you were step beyond, while you were trying to find uh, food delivery that was never ordered, yes, <laughs> yeah, you like my scam. Um, the we listened to the new Warriors record that's being put out by Pure Noise. Very different than War as Hell. Uh, there were parts of it that actually I wasn't offended by. War as Hell, not, not for me. At the time in California. Uh, big? Y- oh, quite big. Yeah. And I believe, and they can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they were a Bakersfield band or Tehachapi, right in that area. But I think Bakersfield. And <clears throat> that place had a big scene. People maybe don't know it. I don't know what it's like now. But they had a scene where it was like, oh, yeah, you, you, know, you play San Diego, maybe Orange County, and then LA, and then you hit... Bakersfield and then you go up 
and it's hard to explain, but like every every big hardcore band in the mid two thousands went to Bakersfield because there was enough of a scene and people who cared who made shit happen there. Uh, With or without you, another band from that same area? Not at all. I know the name. <clears throat> uh, small dent in California for sure mattered. The Miracle Mile. I know the name again. Know the name. Pre Dangers. Don't recall. Oh right. Don't ha- I don't have any reference to what it sounds like. Didn't I don't think they cracked East Coast any of the way. Killing the Dream. Love them. Don't at all love them, but was very familiar. Penetrated the East Coast, but not but to a specific vein, I think. The band was weirdly one of the kind of to my ear, one of the modern hardcore internet breakthroughs. Because they didn't tour. Not really. You know what I mean? No, they did small tours and but when they did, I think they were fairly successful. Sure. Um, but that wasn't one of the hard touring acts of the, of the day. No question. And no what question. I'm saying is they managed a lot being just, this is not derision, no. just an internet band. You know what I'm saying? Like that was a band that existed mostly in message boards and like, and that's, MP3s I think that is the, the 3000 miles away perspective. For sure. For, for sure. They mattered in the Bay and I think they were active in a part of things there. There's a few things that ended up creating Issues uh, I can name at least three separate things um, that maybe impacted their more larger acceptance in California at the time. Uh, so, but certainly been and I let me give them this: some of my favorite Jake artwork on their records. Yeah, really like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of had that that from that time period of his stuff. I really enjoyed. All right, uh, Killing the Dream, uh, Lifelong Tragedy. Uh, again, uh, the Death Wish related, so I was familiar, but uh, not super familiar. Where Eagles there? Know the name, nothing else. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great. I Thanks. Remember, yeah, when Eagles there were good, they're from Arizona. I like That's that. right. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. That one's too deep to get into. Oh. Weird timeline with hardcore. Hey, guys. Love the podcast. Thank Look, you. I'm in my early 30s and grew up in the Midwest youth group church settings. Yep. So I have a weird timeline with hardcore. Never, never having a friend group scene that laid it out like it sounds like you all had. Sort of different from each of us, actually. That said, I genuinely have some strange favorites, and I'm wondering if you could give any recommendations. Yes, I love this. The best. Through my own findings, I got into some bands that seem to get no love. Yep. I really love the early 90s, especially the victory releases like Inner Strength, oh, Billings wow. Gate, Insight. No, this is a fraud. Nope. This isn't a real email. As Sorry. well as some randoms like Borderline, Relapse, Flagman and Brickhouse. All of these bands had a little more quirk and flavor to me. Yes. Any lesser known bands of the 89 to 93 band that I could check out? Lesser known than that? Yeah. Well, so lesser known than that. No, once I'll get, tell you once what you I get said. Sub Billingsgate, you're. Uh, yeah, you're, you're I, and I won't even go sub Billingsgate. I said pressure release, seven inch, kind of dark. Okay. Powerhouse from Florida, really good record. Uh, Against the Wall from California, Free Wall, Free Will from California. Maybe the later release material that gets dark, the Edgewise seven inch maybe. Yeah, maybe Conviction. Um, yeah, if you're in the middle end of things, Conviction is a bit overlooked. For I said sure. Gut Instinct, a little more moshy. Uh, maybe Dark Side NYC. Y- yeah, you know, very Celtic Frost, but it's great. But it could 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 do it. Uh, early '90s with that stuff. I hope that some of those resonate. Brickhouse is a good reference, actually. Uh, there's a Florida 7-inch that is a lot of personality that me and Rich Miles recently rediscovered together beyond reason. 
uh, that is really weird and quirky. So if you like some of this, this falls in the not second rate, but still straight, but third rate, not that great. Oh, Some of that stuff has more personality than talent, and it works. Some of that stuff has more personality than talent, Doesn't full work. stop. And some of it has no personality and no talent. Sure. and But I mean, every one of these bands, I have heard of people who are like, oh, I love that Flagman record. I've heard Flagman. Yes. Never heard Billingsgate as, as a no, favorite. I've no. heard Billingsgate as a band that people like, and I never got it. Inner Strength never did anything for me. Billingsgate, Billingsgate weren't they on like that first like Only the Strong Survive They're, they're the earliest victory band. That's I why. I think the yeah. first. Insight, really like. Borderline, mm, Michigan. Relapse, mm, Michigan. Flagman, mm, Jersey. Brickhouse. Um, so, so, if you like any of that stuff, really spend some time with the New Age catalog. That's really interesting. Spend some time with those EPs. This is a question that I kind of like, even though I couldn't be much help. Uh, once you get into the sub, sub, sub stuff, that's like you're you're mining for turds. And if you can find anything good, that's awesome. So, I uh, I hope we get more of those questions just in a time that I can help. Yeah, I couldn't really help on that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of an obscure time in many ways, actually. Yeah, like, hey, can you give me something small? It'll take who? Yes, that. Holy fuck. Yeah. Uh, Tom, may I have this final? Yes, I was going to actually ask you if you wanted. So everybody, uh, Tom purchased what are these things called? These are the field roast ones. Field roast um, uh, corn dogs. Corn dogs, and uh, not at all bad, despite being microwaved. Not bad. You throw these in a fucking air fryer. Oh, oh for God's sake! You could throw anything in an air fryer, and I'm at least open. Oh yeah. Do you have an air fryer? Yes. It's fucking fantastic. I haven't used my oven in two years. No, no, no. If you have the like foodie ninja or the Instapot or any of that shit, you don't need any of that. I got one of them too. Oof. So it's good. All right. What else what else we got from the world of questionnaire? Sorry, I'm also I'm being interviewed on a like four day interview. So the text message interview is cool. Mm. Are you legitimately getting interviewed yeah, for the yeah. podcast or like for no, work? No, no, for no for uh, an old rev thing. Um oh. But uh, it is it is tough too to balance it. So all right, uh, let's go to here. This is a good one. Uh, Ryan says, "Hey guys, wanted to drop you another line. Hey. Can't remember which episode it was, but you guys at some point 84. discussed why you thought killing a person was wrong." <laughs> is that fucking true? Yeah, we did. It was good. <laughs> I just wanted to say I really enjoyed the discussion. Wow, you guys made some really nuanced and intelligent points on what makes killing wrong. I am a philosopher. All right. And I work in the field of bioethics in addition to being an old hardcore dude. The deep dive you guys did on the wrongness of killing with one of you arguing more cons- a more consequence-based approach and I think Tom arguing that killing is wrong because it takes away all of a person's rights forever. That's the kind of stuff I try to get my students in our bioethics master's program to get Fuck. To. We all agree that killing is wrong. The real question of or ethics is why. I so enjoyed it. Yo, also, thanks, actually, Bob, for turning me on to Method of Doubt. I've been enjoying we, it. I love that, <laughs> almost, almost, I've been enjoying them almost as much as your discussion on what makes killing wrong. No need to reply. I'm sure you get a ton of emails. We do, but these emails are always nice. I really appreciate that. The nicest really thing smart? you can do is email us at axetogrindpodcast at gmail.com with comments on conversation. Ask question, us a question. Yeah. It's always the best. We love it. Um, I think we're secretly really smart. No, I don't think so. No, I mean, if a guy who's teaching a master's level bioethics course is going, that was a very nuanced conversation. I'm, we are low. Well, maybe I'm saying I'm really fucking smart. I'm going to Google him. I think that's a fraud. Okay. I, are I'll you send fucking you kidding me? 
You're such a piece. <laughs> I don't think that guy's real. Um, what would make you kill a man? You know what? Outside of self-defense, I can't think of much. And in, that's in part because... Uh, so, so, Bob... Uh-huh. I've never seen. I've never been inside a prison, but as you know, I've visited my father plenty of times. Yes. Uh, Tom has had to see a lot of different parts of the prison, not yeah. for being incarcerated himself, but yeah. as uh, as a worker. Um, I should make that clear to our new listeners. Not as a CO. No. <laughs> um, no, I help people get out. Bob, how, to a how much of a prison have you seen? A uh, good amount. Okay, I, I had to visit my father in one. There you go. Five. So, I do not understand. I have like a total 84. disconnect. From the idea of an emotional killing, like, a, like, and I know most people think they do, yeah. But I really think that if you are, if you have a brain in your head at all, and you have seen the interior of a prison, there's n- very little that can push you there. You, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I feel like little. that whole scared straight thing works for me. Yes. <laughs> so like, it worked for me. I, I don't think like when I see. Okay, here's an example. He likes bioethics, so let's just get yeah, heavy for a second. Um, how do you feel about making your family the, f- the center of your life? Seems what intuitive, right? Yeah, of course. But what about in the negative? And what I mean by that is there is a stripe of man who rather than pay alimony or child support will stop working on the books so that he simply does not have to do that. Yeah. Yes. Now don't get me wrong. There's every, a court is made for injustice. So it's entirely possible that maybe there's some bum rap that this motherfucker got and, and maybe he feels that he's being sure. ripped off, whatever the fuck it is. But I think that quitting your life's ambitions to spite your ex wife is putting your family at the center of your life as a negative, right? Your family's still the focus of your existence. Right. But in this way that sucks, you know what I'm saying? And no, you can't be at odds with the. You can't be. Uh, um, what's it called? Uh, you can't resent them being the center of your life. Because then it's the dark center of your life, right? It's, it's something just you. Terrible. It's something you're you're uh, not excited for. You're not uh, approaching with love. You're not approaching it with with. Appreciation that it's your center. You're appreciating, approaching it with resentment. So, with that, in, with that in mind, people who are so will, I'm willing to go to jail for for a simple assault, punching somebody in the face. I'm not willing to do the type of time that is involved with murder. So, forget whether or not I think. See, it's I'm your, the opposite. Oh, is it really? To me, it's like you know, I'm going to go kill somebody for something they did to my family. Yeah. Right. Chances are, if I uh, you get life in prison, mm-hmm. I'm not serving my fucking time. I'm out. What are you doing? I'm gonna fucking kill myself. Oh, really? Oh, okay. But rather than do two years in jail for punching some fucking asshole in the face, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's worth it. But I'm just saying that, like, there's yeah. a circumstance in my life where I could understand punching somebody and hanging around for the cops. You know what I mean? Just saying, okay. You know what I mean? It is what it is. So for me, the the question of what what would make me kill a man or do something, you'd have to really, really do something like. You you take away my my partner my my child you take you kill them right that's enough because at that point the consequence the consequence of jail forever yeah doesn't it's, bother me because it doesn't matter I could probably get Fine. you out of that too because you're probably not in your right mind <laughs> good good yeah. I'm gonna yeah. keep you on retainer thank you um, 
Here's a dollar. Uh, there you go, Jeff. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't hang himself either. But so that that to me, because but then you're faced with this other quandary of, okay, so somebody does something else, you know, and and I mean I'm making this pretty finite. Uh, my child, my partner, those are the people I, I really, that's that's my world, right? Um, you lose other people, but you still have that core, right? Sure. If you lose, if if you lose something else, but you're willing to sacrifice that time in, and life you have with them, that's what you're putting on the line by committing a crime or committing a grievous act. You're going to go kill someone, you're going to go so, really hurt someone. Um, and the people I've known who've had to go to jail for those kind of offenses... <laughs> the regret of losing time time's what we got you know what i mean it's not you know i don't i don't care if i waste all my time personally i'm making that choice too you're going to jail you don't really have a choice to you have an out for sure but you're also taking yourself off the board you know what i mean for the people you love so it's a it's a tough question um i d- i haven't met the person whose life is worth my life right and what i mean that's by the, that- that's that's the thing i have Right, right, right. I've got, I got two of them, and uh, if I lost them, that well, that's worth my life. But, but otherwise, but I'm saying the, uh, I'm also saying the other guy. So like, oh sure. So yep. your fam- okay. so your family, that makes total sense. And and but you I'm know, saying that other motherfucker, like look, yeah. Like, and it's that's that's the thing. I would I kill someone? I don't know. I, I I as I get older, I have more and more appreciation for that person. And yo, you know what? I want to be honest. Most of these people are highly religious ones, and it's confusing to me. And sometimes I've gone through the period where I'm like. How can you be the person doing this? But the the person who it's like you killed my wife, I forgive you. I'm oh yes, hug you. I'm gonna embrace you. Oh yes, that's wild ass to me. But as I get older, I respect it because of the peace that they find with themselves. That's that's fucking wild. You ever see the video? It's amazing. And this is I don't know. It's it had a profound impact on me on me as a kid. There's this guy. He is like the '80s. He's like a karate instructor, whatever. Kidnaps his kid. Sexually abuses him. Mm. So they catch him. They're bring. They're extraditing him. They're bringing him back to the city that he he was he was from, and he kidnapped the kid from. Kid gets recovered. Whatever, whatever. You see him walking off like down like a hallway from the airplane. There's a guy in the background, like on the phone. Yep. And as the guy walks by, he fucking plugs him right in the fucking head. Mm. You never saw this? No. It's super famous. Like, and and it ends up being the kid's father. He waited, was on a payphone as, I mean, this is like 1985 or something. Dude walks by, fucking shoots him right in the head. And like, it's, you can hear like the sheriff going, wow, Jerry, wow. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. But like, that's what I think of. Like, if someone did it to like my sister, my mom, whatever, like, I don't give a fuck if it's six years later. Like, there's no heat of the moment. I'm going to see you. Here's the problem. I'll probably go to jail for that because I had time to to cool off. (laughs) Here's the problem. No, that's the rule. I mean, if yeah, you have if time pre- to cool down, it's yes, if you're premeditated. Yeah. Uh, here's the problem to me. There's certain crimes such as that one that a beating isn't isn't sufficient, you right? Don't have to live anymore. Like, the, but there, but there's uh, forget forget that for a second. I'm talking about not on the value judgment. I'm talking about on the personal, like that, like how you would have to respond to feel as though you were doing your due responsibility to your loved ones, right? Right. 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 There are things like, you know, everybody in this room is highly reasonable. None of us want to get in a fight about anything. No. no you know what I mean? No. And, right. and it ain't worth it. No, not worth it at all. But there are certain circumstances where, where it's, okay, this is past the point of reasonable. 
right. uh, limits. You see some of these young folk, long, young boys, Yo. fighting and beating the shit out of people in the greater scheme of things like you're gonna hit the wrong dude the wrong way and you're gonna the dude's gonna fall on his head on the fucking curb I get anxiety when it's I not, see it and it's, it's not, not worth it man yeah. it ain't some worth it some of you it. have had close calls and yeah. you shouldn't you shouldn't yes. think take, it was as cool as it take is. it under advisement some of you as particularly those of you that that should have the sense because some people you care about are, are in bad circumstances so, so t- take a look at that but here's the point none of us are none of us are looking for a fight but there are circumstances yeah. killing that's a very small, very small circum- set of circumstances where we would consider it, but not that easy to kill an adult. <laughs> I mean, in reality, yeah. I mean, it also to stab someone to death is not, a lot. Not, but but it's not. But to kill someone, you get a gun, right? And that's not impossible. No, that's the only and way to do it easy, clean right. easily. I also, what am I, an evil genius? I'm definitely getting caught. You know what I mean? Like, like these are the assumption. You're that's forfeiting the funniest your part. Life. The, There's the no question. The assumption that, yeah, the, you might as well walk yourself down to the station, drag the body. Um, the assumption that you would not get caught is is maybe the most ridiculous premise of the whole thing. Yes. So, uh, killing, it's wrong. More on this and axe to grind dorm room. Oh wow, touchdown! Patriots <laughs> just got eliminated. Um, this is more for me and Tom, but please chime in if you'd like. Joe asks. If you were able to go back in time and had tickets to any sports game of your choosing, what would it be? Mine? 1994 Game 7 Rangers vs. Canucks. Always wanted to know how loud MSG was when the Rangers <laughs> won the Cup. So, uh, Tom, do you have an answer for this? I'm going to go... Am I this age or am I the age when it happened? You can... You will let Throughout you human history. You can, okay. No. I'm going to say Game 6, 1986 Red Sox-Mets. Oh, ball through oh. the legs, Mookie Wilson. Bill Buckner. Uh, yes, Mookie Wilson hitting it through Bill Buckner's legs. Yeah, that's probably a crazy. Part thing. B was that at Shea? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because so it was nice. a walk off. That's right. Yeah. So nice. You know what? I would love to be just for the moment. Tell me. The four point play. Oh Larry yeah, Johnson's Larry four Johnson's point four point play. Because there's that famous video. Pacers. Yep. Of it, like you can see the whole crowd it erupts. And it, I've never seen anything like that. You gone to Knicks games at yeah yes. you have yeah yeah Knicks games at MSG are a special sports event you should go and when they're good yeah. it's fucking amazing oh, so good and New York City is very warm there's times when New York is impacted by certain things different yeah. things happening when the Knicks are good New York City is a little bit happier when the Mets are good when the Yankees yes. are good when yep. the like when sports is are good, good New York is a completely yeah. different ball it's game a, it's just a happier feeling it's interesting uh, for me and this is a answer I've given and written papers about for history classes. It would be going to uh, 1987 AFC Championship game in Cleveland. Uh, Denver Broncos versus the Cleveland Browns. Is that the drive? The drive. Yeah. Uh, I've literally done that for history classes and gotten low marks. 99-yard drive. I stand by it. That's the moment of history I'd like to go. Was that 99 yards? 98 yards. 98 yards. Yep. And how, how long? Two minutes? Uh, two minutes. Under, like two minutes, 11 seconds, something like that. Uh, bonus basketball game for Bob. 91 game, five Celtics Pacers. Chuck Person mouthing off at the Celtics the whole game. Bird goes for a loose ball. Second quarter, smacks his head on the floor, leaves game. Legend comes back, second half. Crowd goes nuts, proceeds to single-handedly eviscerate the Pacers. Um, so he was a big Bird fan. Uh, underrated l- late 80s, early 90s Larry Bird was uh, essentially playing with a broken back yeah. and was lost all his speed, was still very impressive for watch. If you go on YouTube, watch some of his series against the Cleveland Cavaliers in 90 or 91, and he has a 
unbelievable game against the Portland Trail Trailblazers where he looks like Methuselah and drops 56. Uh-uh. Where's your answer? 1988 World Series game one. The walk off, the Kirk Gibson, the Gibson fist pump is my favorite moment in sports. Do you I, barely you get around? Watching, the, did you watch it when uh, it happened? Or? No, no, no. no. But I, I, but I've watched. I can't believe what I just saw. I ha- yeah, the Vince Scully thing. Mm-hmm. I, I have watched the footage of just the fist pump. Yeah, dozens so nice. of. Times. I mean, the dude could barely make it around the bases, yeah. and he hit a walk off off of Dennis Eckersley, who at that time was like infallible. The act, yeah, yo, have you ever been to a Dodgers game? I have. I have I not have. in Chavez Ravine. I would love to. You should. Really it's fun. really fun. Really fun. Like, yeah. like here's the thing. Uh, I like the Knicks enough, but I wouldn't say I'm a Knicks fan. Yeah. But going to a Knicks game at MSG, awesome experience. Mm-hmm. Not a Dodgers fan. Go into Dodgers games at Chavez Ravine. Oh, I want to go there. I want to go to the Red oh, Sox. So I want to go to Fenway. Yes. And the most I've been to Wrigley. Most interesting part about Dodger Stadium is it's not nice. <laughs> no, no, very old style. Man, uh, bleacher seats yep. everywhere. Like if you compare it to fucking uh, Petco, like yo, Petco's been redone so that there's like like the the whole the whole lower level feels like right. luxury suites, even yes. though it's not. Yeah. It's, but it feels like you're it, like the seats are comfortable. There's uh, veggie dogs everywhere. Yes. Like the fucking Dodger Stadium is like. Dude, Wrigley? It, 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 you're sitting literally. You have to bring those little those but, little butt things. You yeah. Know what I, mean? <laughs> I mean, these are made for smaller humans. Wrigley Field, you walk like to go to the bathroom. Yep. Like Bob's head, he would have to yes. duck. Yep. Yes. It's insane, but it's fucking cool shit. Yeah. That. So that's it for me. Okay. I just want to see a man fist bump the whole time. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. I can't believe what I just saw. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey guys, I just recently started listening to the show. Heard the mailbag episode you posted. Where the fuck have you been? Reason. Sorry. One second. First question: What are some current bands you saw a live video of and were completely sold on? Current bands saw a live video completely sold on. I'm an older guy and I've been known to stick my nose up at certain new bands. Respect. Recently, I've been really impressed with some videos of a few newer to me bands, and they really won me over. Five off of the top of my head that either turned me on to the band or changed my opinion of them in a positive way. Regulate it. This is Hardcore 2018. Dead Heat at United Blood 2019. These are good picks. Dare at Sound of Fury 2018. Mm. Karma at LDB Fest 2019. Gulch in a Living Room. Random Twitter video. All five of these. That's really the one I talk about. Same. But I don't think it was the video. I don't think it's a living room. Because I brought that up to them. They're like, dude, that was like a fucking. It's a small venue. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a house. It looks like it should be in the Can't Hardly Wait, Take Me Down to Paradise City <laughs> yes. part. Yeah. All five of these really impressed me and got me to check out some bands that without seeing the videos, I probably wouldn't have given a second look towards. Have you seen any of these videos? And are there any videos that got a similar reaction out of you recently? Thanks. Thanks, Randy. I have seen most of those. A video that I was on board already, but seemed like the greatest time. Blind Justice at United Blood. Yes. When they had all the pool toys and stuff. Very fun. Seemed like a lot of fun. They said Dead Heat? Yep. At where? United Blood 2019. Is that the one I saw, or did Dead Heat also play Sound of Fury? Also played Sound of yeah. Fury. I saw that. Yes. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of one that I saw that sticks with me. Um, it's not as if I didn't know Ceremony, and they're not necessarily newer, but the Sound and Fury video we talked about. I got about. one. Very good. Yep. The first Minority Unit video. Mm. Them at the at Chain Reaction. Mm. And like I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't know who the fuck was in the band. Sure. So like, it ended up being people that ended up being in pretty notable bands, but at the time, they weren't that notable. Yep. 
Yes, welcome everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob Podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out. Hey everyone, this is Tuck from Fit for a King in Off-Road Minivan. Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media. I thought it was really fucking cool and I was into it from the get-go. Um, okay, exit order. Uh, I'd heard Middle some East? songs yeah. and then I saw a video of them, I believe, playing either somewhere in New York or Toronto and was just struck by the energy. Just thought the energy was so fucking cool. Maybe it might have even been Damaged City, but but I've watched some videos of theirs and I think they're fantastic live. Uh, do, 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 do. I'm trying to think. There's some other good ones that come to mind. Yeah, no, that that's one that really sticks out when I think about recent, more current bands. Yeah, I'm thinking just current because like all, all else failed was the act that mm-hmm. I hadn't, I'd only listened to, never, never saw live until I saw a very early video and was like, oh, and then I saw them, Hellfest, I want to yeah. say, mm-hmm. and and was so in love. Right. <laughs> oh, Eco Strike from FYA. Okay, yeah. Oh, that uh, looked incredibly. Yep. Some of the day by day videos, day by day at America's Hardcore. Yep. 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 Um, I'm looking forward to seeing some of the videos from this year's America's Hardcore. Uh, yeah. Always, it's it's a fun way to discover stuff. I don't watch a ton of hardcore videos. You're more likely to catch me with that random Twitter clip of like a minute and a half or something than a full video. But the big videos, it's it's an interesting way that people do end up hearing shit. That's cool. All right, next question. Hardcore punk documentaries. Fitting for this episode, because the promo we read for Godfathers for Hardcore. From Pete. The best, the worst, should I watch the Earth Crisis documentary or the Slapshot documentary? There are so many that I never even knew existed. Yep. What do you guys think are the most least crucial? Off to watch the City Gardens documentary that I just heard about. Excuse the brevity. The Earth Crisis one I wouldn't nice. consider a documentary, nor would I consider it crucial. It's just if you really like Earth Crisis. How much of a documentary is it? It's not. Okay. It's a YouTube documentary. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. it's not. It's another I mean, thing. I mean, it's like... Is it like the last show video? Or? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's band started now. Here's some oh, footage God. from back when. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? It's not. 
Okay, what about Slapshot documentary? That tugs at the heartstrings a little bit more because it's like it, it's kind of choke addressing a, a life in niche music much Ooh. more. You know what I mean? Right. So I wouldn't say heartstrings. It's not like his life is fucked up, but no. but, but but it's just like. Uh, Showing Buffalo, you would never know the effect it had right on me. Fuck. Um, yeah, I would say also of definitely not crucial, but the uh, New York hardcore documentary footage. Uh, Pretty classic. Is the, the documentary now is classic. Yeah. The least crucial, crucial stuff I've ever seen. It's amazing. And it's just a great snapshot of that time. Yes. Totally worthless as like a narrative. You know what I mean? Oh, it's like, not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like you I mean, it also took them forever to find a place. But it's like such a fucking good um, ones I've seen more recently. The Descendants one. Fantastic. Mm. Oh, yeah. I really like that one a lot. The Jawbreaker one. Really good. Because it's before they got back together and you could tell they fucking hated it. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good detail. Did you watch that? No, but I like Do you that. care at all? Not at all. There's definitely like such tension, and they're getting back together with Billy Anderson from Sun. Yep. To remaster, maybe. And like they're like jamming out together, the three of them. But like you can tell they're like, "Fuck this guy." Oh yeah. Still not totally on board with this dude. Yep. And like watching it, I had seen it at um, Nighthawk mm-hmm. with Blake there. Do you, like, think, do you think he realized that his bandmates hated him? Yes. Okay. I mean, he had definitely had seen it already, mm-hmm. but like he, you know, he's but some people aren't self-aware. They, some people can see like daggers going through them, and they're like, they're no, like, no. I mean, it's like, fucking. They're like this overt. guy. This guy appreciates me like that for dude, whatever yeah. they, for everything I've done to for him. But like knowing that the reunion was already scheduled and they were like it was announced, and like him watching this, it was very. It's a. It was a weird confluence of events. Next question. Yeah, hardcore document. There's more and more. I think I fell down a hole watching about a coldest life potential documentary. Fuck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it didn't come together. Th- that it's that never been released. The the Avail documentary that never happened was yep. mm-hmm. the, the footage that was on there was great. That judge documentary that never happened. Maybe I should talk about the uh, Gorilla Biscuits documentary that Jason Shevchuk from Kid Dynamite was commissioned to do that he never did. Wow. Maybe someday we'll talk about that. Uh, hey guys. Second time emailer. Love the podcast as well as worst possible red pill. Keep up the good work. Hmm. Don't know what he's talking about. Worst possible red we are pill. Go, we are going to paint my other podcast in, a, in the worst light over time. People will eventually it's get not it. That hard. No, we the- love Eric. Eric, everyone knows. <laughs> everybody who knows, he's a part of the family. Um, we edit the family. Okay, very good. Yep. My suggestions on the missed out on 5 for 5 episode. So we did the five for five, five for five people who didn't hear it. This was a really, this was a peak episode. I really liked it. We picked five bands from each five years of hardcore that we think if you only were going to hear five bands or five records, here are five, check them. Wow, that was quite an undertaking. It was good. It was a good activity. Good homework assignment. His suggestions on the missed out five for five episodes, and then he gives an, inf- uh, an explanation for both. For each, I will read the the thing and the explanation for each and we'll stop and go if this fuckhead hits us with like true obscurities <laughs> um, <laughs> this is Tom's trigger I just want to point out 1995 to 1999 bulldoze the final beatdown 1996 would sit next to crown of thorns in the same sphere not popular at the time but their influence was felt tenfold 15 to 20 years later alright fine could argue Crown of Thorns influences only felt till TUI popped up you think yeah. Bulldoze came up with a new style of sluggish mosh part 
gave it a name and as a result created the foundation for the subgenre for, Euro- for Europe. Yeah. That subgenre in 2019 now being its own entity and seemingly a bridging genre between hardcore and deathcore slash slam metal. That's all facts. Does beatdown exist beatdown? now? Yes. Yeah. Name one. Okay. This uh, is going to uh, sound uh, like a newer. Nasty. Yeah, they've been around. For me. They've been around. Um, newer beatdown. Uh, like, I feel track. like it's like, like it's more Jesus piece than bulldoze. But Europe yeah. does an so only thanks. slightly updated bulldoze. Only slightly. So, like, the stuff on beatdown hardware is having more and more sort of Jesus piece-esque parts, but the core of it is still what we would call like a slightly, slightly metalized beatdown. Hey, Bob. Yes. What the fuck is beatdown? You had that conversation with someone. Yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> Take out like all the fast parts. You know, like those slow mosh parts make them a thousand times slower and no lyrics no, of any importance. No, no importance, yeah. And that was, oh, okay. Um, I disagree. I don't think this should have been the one of the five records. I can see the it. Late 90s. I can see it. You could see, including Bulldoze, the final. Band. I can. I think. I think it has late nineties. Lo- I think it has longer legs than we think. Impact, sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's got the tail. Would you put long. that over Crown of Thorns? Honestly, maybe. Probably. But I prefer Crown of Thorns. That's When's the, the problem. Last time any of us has sat with Bulldoze. Oh, it's been years. Right. All right. But but that's but that's me. I know. I get. I get it. I, I, all right. If you like. Heavy, heavy, or you like stuff that might identify as beatdown? Let us know what you think of Bulldoze. All right, uh, this yeah, might curi- be Brady's last game. I'm curious how quaint it sounds to right. some kids. 95 to 99, Integrity Systems Overload. 95. Obviously, those who fear tomorrow is the Integrity record in terms of influence, but I think Systems Overload's approach of pulling from Japanese like gauze death side etc should be commended for being so left field and bringing in a foreign influence into the u.s hardcore that no one else would have thought to have done at the time uh you know maybe the influences of this record are still not widely known in the larger mainstream hardcore circles but to people who like to research their favorite bands i feel this may have inspired current hardcore kids to pull or claim to from more further afield bands from the the, than u.s standards Uh, i I won't argue that i think that's really uh, i don't know that to say that no one else would have. Mm, no one else who's in integrity specific placement or size at the time did. Someone would have, and other bands were pulling from those influences. They, I think, probably exposed people to stuff. I don't know how many kids in 1995 were listening to Integrity and also yes. discovering Gauze yes. until that. You know, and and you know, like. Some credit there, but to say that no one else would have thought to, you're 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 making an assumption there. You're making a leap. I think there's lots of people who may have, but let's give in credit where credit's due. Integrity did do that, and I think they did expose uh, a span of people to that. Here's what I think. I agree with uh, his conclusion, but not how he arrived there, because I think that that record has plenty of influence. I don't think that it motivated anybody to check out Integrity's influences. I think that they just, at that point, took on integrity as the chief influence. I can say with some certainty that five to ten years after this fact, you know, in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, the notation of, oh, shit, integrity was name-checking gauze and death side and blah, blah, blah. Um, 
Gizm. More more to that older style, Gauze Gizm. Uh, that did end up impacting some people's path. Mm. But not in some like heavy, active way. So... I don't mind the conversation about it, but I wouldn't put that in the top five from the late nineties. I don't know. I don't know what we, we put, didn't at the time. I don't, but know, I don't know what we it's put fine. there. Uh, 2000 to 2004 cursed one, two and three. I don't like this band, but there was a point in time where you couldn't trip up without falling into 10 dark hardcore bands, all owing something to cursed mm. and or rise and fall. Yeah. Orange amps, inverted crosses, demo CDR covers of wolves, one trend, I'm, one trend I'm glad died when I, which I hope never returns. Cursed had the name check. Yeah, the name the check. Names, and they were on, the the, they were the on Death Wish when it was cool, like the coolest label. The shirts going. The shirts. The shirts. And uh, there's a cult of Chris Collin. Yeah. Correct. But I want someone to name five cursed songs. You're listening to this. Stop yourself if you're saying without you're a big looking. Cursed fan. Name five cursed songs you really like. And when you can't, don't be mad at me. Just acknowledge that maybe maybe they weren't one of the five they were most good. influential bands. Yeah, maybe they weren't totally one of the five. Especially 2000 to 2004, we, we could name five right now. Right. A.N., Tragedy, Poison the Well, uh, fuck, Mental, No Warning. Uh, I could probably go further than that. Too, sure. You know what I mean? So there you go. Uh, 90 to 94, and this is an interesting one with this. Turning point, it's always darkest before the dawn, 1990. Again, not popular at the time, correct? But popular. Like, let's not say turning point wasn't popular. No. People liked them. They weren't obscure until that, yeah. They, what happened was they broke up and then the record went out of print and the label never really repressed it until it got reissued as a discography 10 years later. Uh, I feel 2000 onward, melodic youth crew slash emo core owes a huge debt to Turning Point, no doubt. Bands like One Step Closer, Search for Purpose, Praise, Fury, Free at Last, Adventures, etc. are evidence of this. Those are the ones off the top of my head. Hey, great email, Connor. Really appreciate it. Um, Turning Point, uh, the, the collective love that they felt post their discography influence just went up it got multiplied like yeah. crazy and we've talked about it a lot um could that vault them into a top five position perhaps mm. yeah but in retro yeah it's not to me yeah i don't know. I'd, i'll hear the argument I, I, I would have to i would for for me to feel comfortable answering this person i would have to know exactly what we said on 90 this. to 94 pretty fallow time pretty fallow if it would be certain things I, I could probably look it up let me look you know what i mean there's not a ton of stuff going on then uh, I, yeah, maybe to, I don't know. Think about it. Like, what do you, what would you name? I think we said that the nineteen uh, no. right because ninety five sets a lot of things off more. Ninety six. Yeah. Um, it was a downtime. Yeah, I I don't know what I what did we arrive at, and then I would have a better idea. But I, I'm I'm not against this person's stuff. I just don't exact. I see where he arrived there, so I'm not. Yes, mad. I see how you arrived. Um, okay, let's get to another one. Great question, Connor. Do, 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 do. Okay, we did this. I'm going to get it out of the mailbag. Do, do, do. Okay. Yeah, hit us Here with we it. Go. Yeah. Hey, guys. In hey. his book, Harley mentioned being asked to drum. On, oh, we answered this question. Harley drumming for the Misfits. Would it change anything? No. Harley was offered to be Herald of Galactus. Yes. Ruthless. He also played for 108. 
At the time, he had some some compunctions about killing entire planets. So he's not an eater of worlds. Mm, but, good job. But now, thank you, thank you. You think you could take? You think you could justify it to yourself the way that Norrin Rad did? Uh, it'd be tough. I think you get there, but I think there's the guilt feel. You know, when he goes and he he represses a lot of guilt and for sure uh, they don't address that enough. No, they, there's some ways they could do it better, and they there's a lot to, there's a lot of meat on the Silver Surfer bone. Man. He's a bit like the Gestapo guard of the cosmos. You know what I mean? Like who redeems himself and does good things, but like you, you don't, a lot you don't wash away. You How many millions away. can you kill before you you know try to wash it all away? Mm. Um, Post redemption after a million, I think. Uh, Harley is Terax. Terax, there you go. No question. Um, three vocalists. Pick one. Rank them if you want. Okay. First, pick them strictly on their hardcore output. Then pick them based on their entire catalog. What about who would be best on my softball team? Oh yeah, we'll do that one. That'll be for the fourth. Okay. So we're gonna rank them strictly on their hardcore output. Then based on their entire catalog. John Brannon, Roger Murray, Henry Rollins. So, dude, strictly hardcore. I think he's referencing some of Roger's more street punk stuff. You know, Roger Moraine, The Disasters, etc. Is <laughs> that what you think? Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so... Unless he has a rap project. I Roger, know. John, Rollins. Okay. John, Roger, Rollins. Okay. You are much more yeah. Black Flag than I Tom am. and I And I am I'm big Black Flag. Uh, He's favorite Black Flag singer, though. He is my favorite. I just don't care. He's my least favorite. Yeah, I know. Is I, he yours? No. No, no, no. He's my favorite. Uh, Rollins. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know he was because your I, I, Yeah, I, I love Loose Knot. I love Who's yeah, Got the Ten and a Half. Yeah, I love some of that. Uh, I'm going to go Rollins, hmm. Roger, Brandon, and Roger Brandon's so close there. And then for the non-hardcore output, I go... Brandon Rollins Roger. You go lo- Laughing Hyenas over? I go any? Laughing Hyenas over some of the Rollins band. And some of the Rollins band stuff is really strong. I probably like Lifetime more than any Laughing Hyenas or Easy Action record. But uh, the the full picture of it, the image of Liar is rough on me. But if you want to throw in <laughs> movies, I really like his uh, Rollins' work. Sure. Done great. The Chase. Um, on a base, on your softball team. On the softball team, you know what I'm taking? Is this going to wild card? I'm taking Rollins. So. I think I might take... Oh, it's got to be Rollins, man. Roger's got a bad back. Roger's also the most punk of the three, I think. True. I'm Brandon a, smokes too much. Smokes way too much. We're talking softball, man. Smokers are welcome. I'm going Brandon, Rollins, Roger, based on the dude who I think probably watched the most baseball and played the most baseball. I think Rollins... Never watched a baseball game in his life. Yeah, he wasn't there for the Sens, and there was no... you know. So he not a sports guy. He might be full on like, what is this sports ball? <laughs> Roger, just too punk, man. He was living in fucking vans. He didn't, he didn't have time for baseball. Yeah. Brandon, I bet he's been to some Tigers game within the no last five question. years. No question. That dude's that and that dude's smoking, and he's in the dugout. And when they're passing around the tobacco, and I have to say no, he's like, oh, give me that, give me your share. I'm going. Brandon, Roger, Rollins, because. I want to see Rollins' face when he's picked last for an athletic event. Ooh, I mean, you see these traps, bro? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you think that just because you got traps, you're going to be on my fucking softball team, you presumptuous dick? And then after his first at-bat, and you go, man, yo, that was bad. Yeah. And he's like, and he's like oh, when I said I could, I could swing, you know what I say after that? Because I'm a liar. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. 
All right. Uh, maybe it just don't, it's just me. Thank you for the question. Tyler asks, maybe it's just me, but I notice a correlation sonically between Give and Ink and Dagger. Been a fan of both bands for yeah. years, and this recently dawned on me. I'm not sure if Give would cite Ink and Dagger as an influence or not, but I've noticed similarities in the guitar playing and vocals particularly. Thoughts? Thanks, guys. You know what? Guitar cool playing question. Would, would I can hear that. Yeah, yeah wouldn't shock me. I could see them being influenced by that. Sure. Yeah. I would bet at least. All pulling know, from the Swizz. Yeah. Oh, that's how, that's there how I feel. you go. That's the Perfect. common thread. Yeah, that's Perfect. the nucleus. All right. Um, a long time ago, mm. in a galaxy far, far away. I want to be in Swizz. When you start a Swizz band, that's what I want. What would you do? Play bass. Yeah, I was gonna say. You I should join Sweet Jesus. He's so fucking fun. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, Swizz cover at your event on Sunday, February 9th. Oh, if I could get those That's dudes. That's a good idea. I bet, I bet that, honestly, sonically, I think they'd do something really cool with it. So uh, think about it. Um, what is hardcore? We posed this question. We got a couple of good responses. We'll, I think we're starting. What do we got on the timer? We're at about an hour and 21 minutes. Okay, so we'll, we'll do a couple more and then close, it up, close up shop. Clearly, what is hardcore? Clearly, it's a three-circle Venn diagram. Holy fuck. Made up of the following sections. I might have to use the bathroom during this. <laughs> Abrasive confrontational sound or behavior. Okay. Overt morals slash ideas slash values slash politics. Is this a grad school thing? I'm what's, not what's sure. Uh, the email is I was very never, interesting. I was never one for education. We're not D- helping or, And DIY attitude. If your band overlaps in any of the two sections and you self-identify, you're in. If you overlap in all three, you're automatically in. Mm. And if you stay there until someone makes a motion to have your status rescinded. Okay, I don't, I don't know the second part. Also, nothing actually matters. Fact. We, we live in yes. shit world. Worst possible timeline. No, we see where these fucking trolls come from. Uh, we live in shit world. Worst possible timeline. And hardcore loves a good contradiction, i.e. think for yourself, be impe- independent, etc. Here's some but slogans. don't play outside the bounds of yeah, what's of normal, course, yeah. hardcore. Yeah. Otherwise, some loud person says you can't be hardcore. Yeah. Alternatively, if you've been in hardcore long enough, you just know, and anyone who doesn't agree is clearly a poser. In summary, jerking off is fun and cool. Do what you want. There is no God. That really is a worst My possible timeline listener. No, that's, a wor- <laughs> that's the emails that Eric and I get. Um, uh, yeah, okay. I agree with all that. Okay. <laughs> Once you got into Venn diagrams, I was like, oh, no, I'm out, mm-hmm. but that's fine. All right. What is hardcore? Dave hits us with. Wait, something. so that was really more of a statement that you just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, fuck it. Why not? Uh, do we agree jerking off is fun slash cool and there is no God? Yeah, I'm sure. there. We're with you. Yeah. I, I said good summon- summation feeling. I'll do my best to keep this conci- concise and not a TLDR situation. You n- wait, so you're leading off with that? You're not Never, keep it not concise. a chance. Not a chance, yeah. I think there's an attempt here. So <sighs> I think hard- an attempt doesn't mean anything. It's Dave. I think hardcore needs to be fast, angry, musically simplistic, with DIY tendencies and impressive live. That said, you can be missing an element of two or two and still be hardcore. Here's a take I want to make to counterpoint Patrick when it comes to pointing out hardcore acts that don't fit this definition. Yep, I was waiting for this. Just because you like hardcore and like a thing doesn't mean the thing is hardcore. That's a fact. As much as a sub-sub-genres get a bit silly, I think it's fine to call something metallic hardcore if it's hardcore that is metal-influenced. I am more of a fan of creating sub-genres than trying to paint the nihilistics and code orange with the same brush. Yeah, great. I think people need to realize that if a band you like puts out a record that isn't that is a metal record and you like that metal record, that's okay. that you can still call yourself a hardcore kid. Yes, that is a fact. Examples. Best wishes. I'm a fan. It isn't a hardcore record and it's okay. There's definitely hip hop bands that are DIY. That doesn't mean the, the hardcore community needs to care. 
Does anyone consider Seven Seconds a hip-hop band because of the song Colorblind? Keep yes. in mind, I'm also the dude that said, if you're not straight edge and or vegetarian, you're basically a norm to me. Dude, we got so, real mad about shrug that. face. Did, he say, did people get mad? He did, yeah. and he was like... Yeah, I'm fine with that. And what about it? Yeah, Yeah. do something. Uh, I could go on way longer about whether or not something is actually a punk or actually a hardcore kid, but no one wants that. I don't want to go into tangents about legacy bands. I've bounced around, deleted stuff, and added. I hope this still makes sense. I think it's a way better conversation than an essay. He's right. Um, So the point being, we asked what is hardcore, and it's really amorphous. So I'm not mad at either one. I'm not mad at subgenres, and I'm not mad at a broad umbrella. I learned this lesson. No, right. I learned this le- le- uh, Bob a band. Actually, I think we're all fans. I think Threadbare t- taught me everything I need to know. The mm. idea that that's a hardcore band when it is to my ear not metal and also not nothing fast. like not punk. A fast hardcore band. No, that's true. But that's a hardcore band to me very clearly. Sure. That was all I needed to know that this umbrella is very large and that yeah. it's sometimes like look. What did we listen to the other day that was like Oh, okay. The Acacia Strain. We listened to the Acacia Strain on a listening party. That's not remotely hardcore to my ear. No. However, we have talked about things that are within that realm that we consider hardcore. Yes. One hundred percent. And a short and curly distance from yes. that. So, am I mad? And I know Dave's not mad. No. But, but am I mad at somebody that chooses to call the Acacia Strain hardcore? No. I am not mad. When somebody, once you get a little bit further afield, you can start catching me out there and being like, you know, like if somebody's like, oh, dude, I love heart. Like, fuck. Somebody, nice kid, nice kid. I was playing a drug church show Mm -hmm. overseas. and Was it in Buffalo? Overseas in Buffalo. Show in Buffalo. And, and And a kid asked me if I liked hardcore music. Was he asking, have you considered it? I just got off the stage with Drug Church. Yeah. Obviously, my G, but... Drug Church, not a hardcore band. Not a hardcore band. But to me, it would be obvious that I enjoy hardcore music. That said, his point of reference... I'm still not convinced. His point of reference was your demise. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That was hardcore to him. Now, is that like, obviously... I'm a grown man. My sensibilities aren't uh, aren't offended if you don't think yeah. I'm hardcore. I don't yeah. give a fuck. But like, mm-hmm. I'm just saying that that's one where you want to be like, oh, um, hmm. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. Um, where to start? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where to start? Where to start? Where to start? <laughs> so, uh, so that you know, you can catch me out there. If it, like, you know, if you call certain things hardcore, I'll go. I'm not sure. But if you want to make the umbrella rather large, I'm also okay with that. Me too. And I also think it's okay for someone not to agree with you that this is hardcore. That's not. That's that's cool. And hopefully the, the thing to do is to be able to have that conversation and leave it not necessarily changing your mind at all. You don't have to. I think I hope that's a lesson from this fucking show uh, is the idea that you can have dissenting opinions even from people you can have conversations with. And that's actually cool. And if I was just talking to people that agreed with me, I'd get real quiet real quick because I, I don't what do we got to say to each other. Also, what the fuck, man. Can we all agree that firstly, getting offended that somebody doesn't consider you a thing isn't worth your time, right? And B, really not worth your time if you're arguing on somebody else's behalf. Jesus. That's fucking insane. That's insane. 
just, <laughs> so like, just go to jail because you have you have the same amount yes, of choices. Yes, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. So, but uh, That's brain jail. Regarding... So, so like jail let, depression. Yes, it is. Let, let, let's say something like, uh, like, like, like drug church, right? Um, it, if that was a hardcore band or not a hardcore band, neither distinction buys me a sandwich. You know what I mean? So, so, so I think that people... No sandwich at the deli. Yeah, no sandwich at the deli, no train fare, not nothing. So uh, I think that people need to be not defensive over... <laughs> <laughs> over fucking well, don't be precious. It's when when you get precious about things. It's 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 fun for conversation. We do it here, and it's it's good. I thought he was straight trolling me though when he said, "You like hardcore music?" I was like, hmm. "Of course, it's fantastic." I was I like, I, I, "I should have responded." I'm not a clever man. I should have been like, "Do you no, know what is who it? I am? What is it?" No, I should have said, do "What do you know?" My fucking name. <laughs> should have said, "What is it?" And look at him go. Tell me more. Say it. Tell me more. Say my name. Yeah, you know my name. You know who I am. What is it? You're goddamn right. Possible topic for discussion for mailbag. Jonathan, thank you. Hello, I am writing to submit this idea to your show. Both Agnostic Front and Negative Approach released seven inches that were regarded as classic and highly influential to the hardcore sound. And both bands also released an album the year after their seven inch. Both albums are also highly regarded classics. In your opinion, does one band come out ahead of the other? And then we have another the follow up questions. Agnostic Front or Negative Approach? Uh, Patrick, start us off. Just simple one. Just name the band. Agnostic Front or Negative Approach? Who wins out? Yep, for you. Oh, for you. Oh, for me. Negative Approach. Tom, for you. F. Ooh, for this one, Not this easy. is really tough. This Not one's very, very tough for me. Not easy. It's Agnostic Front, but it's very close. Uh, to follow this up, Negative Approach, 7 first AF United Blood. Negative approach seven inch. Yes. Tom, negative approach seven inch or AF United Blood? Seven inch. Uh, negative approach seven negative inch. Negative approach yeah. seven inch. I really like AF United Blood, and I think it's gotten a bad rep because it's not, it doesn't hold a candle to victim in pain. But it is a sloppy mess of a record that has an energy that, <clears throat> yo, if I was somebody, the way you run a record label is sometimes hearing something and going, there's something there. Something's going to happen with this. I've done it pretty successfully a couple times. No big deal. Mm. The president company excluded. Mm. Uh, United Blood hints at things, even though it's a mess. They're like, this band could do something great. Negative approach tied down versus agnostic front victim in pain. I say victim in pain. I say victim in pain, but tied, very close. Tied down is so good. Yeah, I think tied down for a very long time got really shit on because the neighbor approach seven inches is so good. Yeah. But I, I think that finally people have acknowledged that that LP is great. Where do you fall? You, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you take tied down. I don't think I do actually. You taking victim in pain? It's right. Uh, it's right there. I can't do a push on it, so it's I, got, I got to choose one. Yeah. Uh, I don't think tied down is as brilliant as you do. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's funny. Uh, I, I actually think the seven inch is a, a high watermark. Seven inches is considered perfect. It, yes. And then tied down to me has. It's great, but it's not to me that where that I want the hits, motherfucker. I want the thing that makes me stop, 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 stop. Yeah, it's it's there. Uh, so that's a push for me. You could catch me in either. I'm going to say, all right, you know what? I'll say tied down just because I'm generally more of more of that yeah. more of that. It's it's really good. By the time Dead Stop is the ninth song on the Tied Down LP, Damn. 
That song's so good. I want you to, everybody just stop what you're doing. Pause the podcast. We're at whatever minute of this podcast. Listen to the song Dead Stop because I always forget how good that song is. You I've also, done it here before. You both also came to AF super early. Super early. And that's why, that's that was the decider for me. Because, because Negative Approach was in the first, uh, Total Recall was in the first five records Gaggle. I owned. Oh, wow. Right? Okay. And, Probably not until like not for a while for me. I heard I heard a lot of New York stuff well before I heard Time Down. Same before I heard Negative Approach. I so AF, which was more of a thing in in like among my friends, still for whatever reason, I just didn't even really connect. It, do you know what it took? It took listening through shitty van speakers for to me really get it to really get it. And before that, it was I could take it or leave it. All right, all right. Uh, another Ink and Dagger one. Finished the most recent episode on Ink and Dagger. I got into hardcore when I was 13 or 14, 14 and started going to shows around 2002 or three. These Arms Are Snakes have been one of my favorites for a long time. And when I listen to Ink and Dagger, I overwhelmingly hear what I feel must be an influence on These Arms Are Snakes, mostly in the vocals and in the song structure. I was wondering where the connection between these two bands could be until you guys mentioned towards the end of the episode that Ink and Dagger had toured with Botch. Is this, when fr- I is this from to my this friend and former booking agent, Adam P? No, this is from Ian Harrington. He's Ian the, from he's Cleveland. He's the biggest These Arms Are Snakes fans I've, I've ever encountered. When I listen life. to these two bands back to back, it seems obvious to, to me that the one influenced the other, but that could be my own biases talking. Any thoughts? Please keep up the great work. Blah, blah, blah. No, it seems highly likely. Yeah. Thanks, Ian. It sounds like you toured with them. You're like, that's pretty cool. I'd like to do something like that next. Highly likely. 100%. 100%. Great question. Great connection. I actually, uh, that makes me want to revisit these arms of snake. All right. How are we doing? We're we're kind of, let me me pull it here. We're going to go to two sets from our fucking man and yours, Mike Lawson. All right. We're in there with Mike Lawson? We're doing Mike Lawson. I'm awake. Yeah, Tom's Tom's waking up. I'm dying here, man. Yeah, it's been a long day. It's been a long day. There's reason to believe that next year may be better than the last. Why is upchuck a term for vomit? I don't know, but it's a great one. It's a good question. What's the thing where the word is making the sound of it? Onomatopoeia? Onomatopoeia. I think upchuck is almost like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. I mean, you're throwing, so chuck is a throw. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. It feels like you're. Yo, throwing up chuck you say, me that blah 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 yeah say throw that say up chuck and feel the feeling it makes up in your chuck throat. you're there do twins ever realize that one of them was unplanned oh wow <laughs> <laughs> wow we've Pretty talked good. about this right it means nothing to people of our generation to be unplanned right no i'm not offended no when i see it unplanned yes when i see when i see it as like a point on like dramas i'm always like what do you think Yo, you want to know, planned? You know more people are unplanned than planned by yes, a widest absolutely. margin yeah. and guess what that probably has been true through fucking history yeah and guess what that's fucking cool and guess what y'all were planned because they made the plan to go yeah let's keep this one that's cool psyched I, I i've said this a million times as a fucking parent i think you're supposed to have kids the way they adopt dogs one it's an accident like you adopt a dog like oh my sister we found this yeah. My, my, yeah my sister got on drugs and dropped his dog off at our house you know what i mean like that's sort of shit same thing like oops that's how i had got a dog as a kid was that my mom went into a shoe store while there was an adoption thing in the mall and my father had nowhere else to go he's like oh let's adopt this dog right now there's the truck let's go um she came out with no shoes and a dog so wow. she was not psyched on that day Nicholas Cage built a 10-foot-tall pyramid tomb in New Orleans to be laid to rest in. 
Let's say that finances aren't an issue. Okay. You know your day is coming. What sort of funeral arrangements are you making for yourself? Uh, I still say sky burial. Uh, spaceship surfboard. Mm, not bad. Uh, bury me at the top of, um, of, or spread my ashes on the top of Mount Rainier. Wow. Mm, okay. I like that. How long before the next Slayer show, Tom? <laughs> um, I'm saying two years. Really? They're not touring anymore. They didn't They're say still, they were really yeah. breaking out. Oh, really? I love the They caveat. did the fucking like, well. How bad Guys, it was money, a guys. final tour, not final shows. They'll be back. Wow. They'll be, you know, they'll play like fucking Nutfest. Like, wow. Guaranteed. Why is it common for men to name their sons after themselves, but not women with their daughters? Good question. That's a very good question. Some kind of patriarchal bullshit. Yeah, that's a mild answer. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. How many, you very rarely, I cannot think of a single instance where a daughter was named after her mother. Hmm. I've, my mom and my sister. Are they? But they're just Irish. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, there we go. The know Irish names. do it. The Catherine Irish and Catherine. That's right. I only know Hello. four names. Yeah. That's right. Home Alone and Goodfellas came out the same year. What was Joe Pesci's life like in 1990? Wild. Did you see that thing on Twitter about him? No. Some guy, some little kid stopped him in the airport and uh, asked for an autograph. And he goes, hey, kid, who's your favorite actor? And he goes, you, Joe Pesci. He goes, right answer and hand him 100. That's what Love his life was that. Like. That's what his life was like. So he's 76 today. In 1991, that would mean what? Uh, uh, 30 the, the, years ago. So 41, 46. 42, 40. He's how much? How old is he? He's 76 today. So 46. Wow. Okay. So check it out. If you, check it out. if, and I think he was in like, uh, he was in Raging Bull. So he is, but the 1980. Wow. Bit piece, bit parts. <laughs> yes. So think about that for a second. The dude's been acting since the sixties. Yes. Wow. He does not become a significant success. Till 90. Until mm, Goodfellas, Casino. He's in Lethal Weapon 2. Oh, right, because he's the guy he talks a lot. He's Leo really Getz. Yeah. But starting in 90, it's really Goodfellas and Home, and Home Alone, sure. Um, but imagine you're working, you're not unemployed, but you're 40 fucking six when you have the real you taste. You break through, yeah. It's the hope we have, my friend. Uh, yo, in comics, if I can make it by 46, as pathetic as that is, I'll take it. Because that's the sort of fucking life I signed on for. Speaking of, has Patrick had some recent head trauma? Or is he doing a John Brennan <laughs> style shtick? In the most recent Listening Party episode, he said, check it out 37 times. He may have counted. Check it out. You've been doing a lot. Check it out? Yeah, a few times today. And you say, in my view... Check it out, check often. it out, check it out, check it out. I use certain words like charitable, in my view. Uh, something mag- I want, magnanimous, something I, I want people to be self-aware of and feel okay. It's like one of those, it's okay to uh, cycle verbally. We all cycle through these different cues and use words until we either force ourselves out or, or someone we points get out bored of it stupid. and you feel stupid. I never feel stupid. I fucking love it. I love going through different verbal things. I love to see who picks up on them and uses them. It's fantastic. Add it to your uh, vernacular and uh, feel happy. Did you know that Fruit Loops are different colors but all the same flavor? Yes, I did. Could have guessed. Have you... Hold on. Where's Tom to say, don't look at me, I'm colorblind, even though he knows that they're different fucking colors. I knew they were different colors, but I didn't know they were different flavors. Uh, have you ever eaten Fruit Loops? Yeah, but not on any regular basis. 
It's been 40 years, but yes. I've never eaten them. Really? Yeah. Interesting. No interest in sugar cereals. I was denied them young. So, like, to me, Frosted Flakes seemed, like, golden. Like, seemed incredible. Mm. But once I realized they were just, like, candy-coated fucking cornflakes, I was like, oh, that's kind of stupid. Now Um, they hurt my face if I I ate them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. When was your last pedicure? How do you like them? I find it uncomfortable. Uh, I've never gotten a pedicure. Um, I'd like to change that in 2020. Yeah, I'll do it in 2022. I've never had one. Let's go. Let's do Axe Grand Pedicures. Why don't we, can we record it? I think we could record while getting them. I know spots where they wouldn't care if you waved a gun the entire time. You no, think about if you want to go, because I, I, I think it'd be a fun, like, team building session. There's a hard I spent 24 hours with you guys in a fucking hotel room. I'm, our team is built. <laughs> I do, I did want, when I was checking in here, I wanted to be like, oh no, my, my partner's not going to be here with me. Two men will be showing up and will be there the whole time. Yeah, we're not yeah. There. Uh, there, We're going to be very loud. There's a hardcore notable. Who, there's going to be some recording. <laughs> there's a hardcore notable that that's his thing. Pedicures? Yeah, every two weeks. Bless up. With the threat of a potato shortage upon us, what are Patrick's dietary plans to combat an expensive and or rare potato? You know what? If potatoes go, I'll be happy to see them go. Because... I enjoy French fries so much that it's a detriment to my life. And if they were taken off the table for reasons that I couldn't control, so I no longer had to rely on my own self-will, I might be happy. Can I tell you about French fries and my relationship with them? They've fallen out of favor. Fuck. I know. Just just by not eating them. Uh, I, I don't know what it was. I was eating them and they were greasy. I'm like, ah, I'm not feeling this. I don't eat too, too much greasy food at this point in my life. Wow. Just kind of like doesn't have my taste the same way. I, I can, but. And now I don't really crave them. So I'll have them once every couple months. Mm. They're good. When, I, when they're good, they're good. All right. Uh, let's do the last set here and then get going. Questions about rye bread, cats, the godfather, condoms, and baked beans. Mike. Okay, I love rye bread. Go on. I went on a date with a woman who told me she ate a peanut butter and banana sandwich on rye bread. Should I see her again? 100, 100% that's a great thing. Sure. You get some oat milk with that, you're in heaven. White bread's not good for you. What is, right? White bread. Oh, yeah, white, white bread's bread. not good. But I don't think rye is that much better, to be honest. Probably not. No, probably not. I think you um, need like a multigrain or a sprouted. I think this is an adventurous woman who would be fun, uh, a fun lie. So go for it. You know what I to think? To use some really old school vernacular. Yeah. Is that, that is pretty old school. You know what? She'd be fun to neck with. Neck with, yeah. Uh, Make out a little. Do you know what uh, sprouted bread, which is mm-hmm. un, like un, sort of unpleasant. Ezekiel Can bread? Be. Toasted. Very Fantastic. Good. I bet so. You got to keep it in the fridge. I'd like that. You do, yeah. It goes bad. Yeah. Like immediately. Yeah. Have you seen a Broadway musical? Yes. No, I love musical theater and I've never been to Broadway. I went to my first one this year, last year, 2019, The Lion King. It was fine. The, the last time I saw any sort of musical theater before that was at The Egg. Oh, well, that's still cool. <laughs> I, I would say I'd argue it's as strong. Yeah. Credit to the Albany art scene. Uh, are stepmoms named Lisa the target demographic for the Cats movie? Yes. Yeah. Um, big fan. People who own Kathy t-shirts. Yeah, let's be honest. Ack. Rather strange people. Did you see the whole thing about them putting the re-edited version of Cats? The theater? Oh yeah, it's the so, first movie they've ever done. A this is already out. 
made some changes. And it was like, if you have this type of system, you'll notice the download on your server Monday morning. If you don't, we will send you a hard drive with the new version of the movie. There were, And you could tell if you had the new version, the old version, because of such things as, oh yeah, this character wasn't wearing the proper gloves the whole time, so when you see her doing things with her arm and can clearly see her wristwatch, that's not supposed to be in there. The director said that they rushed it rushed it out and he didn't have a chance to finish the, the special effects. Can I ask you a stupid question? Does anybody think that that's the problem with cats? No, it's the old Uncanny Valley. Like, <laughs> d- 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 like no. I, if I were the director, I'd be worried about something other than wristwatches. Should, should, I mean, they had to clean up fucking Jason Derulo's penis because it was too big in his fucking... Really? Yeah, yeah imagine... I mean, that's what he kept saying. Imagine so having like, that motherfucking problem. But problem. I mean, if you're in a fucking skin-tight onesie, you're probably showing brain, man. I'll be honest. In a skin-tight onesie, there is... That is not my problem. My problem is not the Jason Derulo problem. There's nothing hanging down. Like, my leg is not, you know. What are we talking about here? Way too much. Come on, all right. What's your most valuable collectible? (laughs) Whatever it is. Record, shirt, comic, baseball card, anything. My yuppie side sweatshirt. Okay. Personally or monetarily? Oh. uh, Both for me. good, Good question. Personally, I have a Chris Mullen autograph to me when he played at St. John's. Oh, nice. Wow. His aunt was my teacher, Sister Mary Kathleen. Oh, that's cool. And she knew how much I loved him, and he sent me an autograph. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I wrote a letter to John Elway, and he sent me an autograph um, as part of a school project at Latham Ridge. Good good way to teach children to write letters, have them write them to celebrities and or famous athletes. Fuck yeah. Uh, he was the only person I responded to. I just sent out five, and he's the only one who sent one back. That's cool. Uh, I have a autograph to me from Harley Flanagan. Uh one of those rock, like uh, rock star baseball cards. Yeah. It says to Bob, best wishes. That's great. That's pretty, good. pretty great. Um, I have a bunch of records that are worth something. I can't really. I have a Bad Brains Pay to Come seven inch. That's pretty valuable. I have some test presses of stuff that are valuable. At one point, I had a very good record collection, but uh, then I had bills to pay. Yeah, as as Paul Barrett would tell you. I have some other stuff, some shirts that are probably worth several hundred dollars, but I don't care. The Godfather 1 or The Godfather 2? I don't give a shit. One. Whichever one, actually, whichever one has more Italy, that's two, right? Two has more Italy. I'll watch, more, I'll watch the one with Italy. He's embracing his heritage. I go one. I think they're both very good. Um, yeah, give, me, give me a day where I can sit and watch both back to back. But uh, if I can only watch one, what's the two is where he kisses Fredo. And says, "You betrayed me, right?" He's, yeah. I think he says, "You were always my favorite," or some shit like that, right? Something like that. Yeah, that's 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 the one. The the no, oh, no, you broke my heart. You broke my heart. Yeah, that moment. Ooh, love it. How many words a minute can you type? It's been a while for Mavis Beacon. If it wasn't midnight, I would suggest pulling up a Mavis Beacon thing. We're not going to do it. How many words can you type a minute? What's what's normal? Probably about fifty, sixty words a minute. Oh, I'm at forty. Okay. Um, the lazy, the big red fox jumped over the lazy dog. Can you do you type without looking? I, I can. Okay. It's not a, no, not the old hunt and peck. It's not I gorgeous. Think. But I think I, I'm somewhere in the sixty range, uh, which I didn't. I thought that was dead average. The average person types between thirty eight and forty words per minute, which translates into between one hundred ninety and two hundred characters per minute. 
However, professional typists type a lot faster between 65 and 75. I did do um, medical transcription for a while, so I got pretty fast. That was an interesting time. Right. Uh, Tom, how many words? I'd say about 40. What did you get your mom for Christmas? Uh, good luck. Mm-hmm. Tom? Got her some stuff for the house and a pair of Roshis. Uh, two sweaters that she asked for very specifically. Um, and something else. And then was told, please don't buy me anything else. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Sounds like we're in agreement. Is soup a meal? 100%. Yes. It's what I ate for dinner and lunch today. Combined. It's a, it was a double meal. <clears throat> the Canadian rapper slash reggae artist Snow, that song Informer. Yes, you know the you. song? Yes. Yeah. What is he actually saying in the hook? It's I think it's all slang, so it's like Ricky Boom Boom Down, but I have no idea what the fuck Licky, that is. Boom, boom. Licky Boom Boom Down? Mm, I don't know if it's Licky. You know, say, Daddy me snow me, I'll go blame a Licky Boom Boom Down. Detective man said, Daddy snow, I stabbed someone down the lane, a Licky Boom Boom Down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. Licky oh, Boom yeah, Boom Down. Did you know that baked beans aren't actually baked? I no. didn't, but I would have guessed. Yeah, I could have I uh, yeah. arrived at that. Last time you ate be- baked beans? Seven hours ago. No, I, I, I really like baked beans. Me too. Yeah. Haven't but eaten them in a while, but within I would the last say, year? I would say a month sure. and a half. <laughs> remember condoms and cologne dispensers in public restrooms? Yes. What, Don't what remember condoms. Uh, no, I think that's still a thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I saw some when I was in Arizona at some spot near yeah, the, the French Canyon. tickler action. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Have you ever bought condoms or cologne from a public restroom? I bought the French tickler. Just for like shits cool? and gigs? For gags, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Whatever they call it, like pocket pussies and stuff. They don't really work very well. I'll just hear to inform you. Everybody, thank you and good night. Good night. Good night. Welcome to Live on Axe to Grind. My name's Bob, and joining us today is Regional Justice Center. What's up, Ian? How are you? I'm doing good. Setup took a little while today. That's all right. Yeah, we're a little behind schedule. It's all right. So Tell people what you're doing today. Uh, today, we're playing here on Axe to Grind, and then we're rushing to Baltimore to play a show at 4 p.m. And then after that, we're rushing to play at a DC show at uh, like 9 p.m. Yeah, that's sick. I like that. The DC shows with Coke Bus, too, which I'm really, I haven't seen them in a lot of years, so I'm excited. So uh, when everybody hears this, this will have happened months and or months and months ago. So, you know, cool. It's commendable yeah, to play. Hey, you missed out. It was great. Yeah, everybody should have been there at all three shows. Unfortunately, only a few people will only, be. So. Only Maniac and, and us are at this one. Oh, yeah, true. Shout out to that. So Regional Justice Center isn't a theme band, but you got a whole thing behind it. There might still be people out there who don't know this. Would you please uh, explain it? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I feel like everyone puts like this like big like anti-cop, anti-prison system thing upon the band uh, because it's the easiest way to like dress it down and make it palatable. But essentially the band is a, is a collaboration with my little brother who is currently incarcerated for uh, six years. Mm-hmm. And so he occasionally will contribute lyrics. Uh, we play sound clip. I interview him and talk about uh, general, uh, his experience and like his reflection upon what's happening uh, to him. And we, all of that takes place in the band. And the, the name Regional Justice Center is the, uh, the, the county jail that he was in for a year and a half awaiting sentencing. How's your brother doing? He's doing good. We just bought him a new media player. 
Oh yeah. Wait, what do you mean a new media player? Uh, like, so they get like these little like tablets that uh-huh. they can listen yeah. to music on. Okay. Uh, and his broke. So we like, Oh, that's cool. We, we bought him a new one. So. Very cool. All right. So you are from the Northwest, but also the West coast. You're back in California now. Are you a power violence kid? I am. Yes. Yes. Okay. What does that mean? You'd like short songs. You like, like you like cramming as much into a song as you possibly can. Like to me, like, like power violence, if it's like one riff done, like a bunch of variations in 30 seconds, like that's trash. That's not like, that's not what the genre is. Like the genre is about fitting as much extreme music into one small space as you can. What would you give to someone who's not familiar with power violence as the primer? Like, Hey, Start me at the start. What are a few things, highlights that I should go to? I mean, the very start is Fighting Music by Neanderthal. But uh, I mean, as far as like if someone's coming from hardcore, the, the two records you should listen to are the Crossed Out 7-inch and No Comments Downsided. Those are like just those are the two of the greatest hardcore records of all time. Agree. Strongly. With Regional Justice Center, you've been touring a lot. Is there anything you haven't done yet that you'd like to do or you're looking forward to do? We're about to go to Japan with Cadaver Dog um, like two weeks after this tour, this full U.S. ends. Mm-hmm. And then um, the, the last thing on the bucket list after that is recording at Abbey Road. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's kind of unexpected. Yeah. Just because? I mean, like, besides the Crass, like, remasters. Yeah. Of not course, been... besides Crass. Well, no, Crass didn't record at Abbey Road. Yeah, the, the remasters. The new remasters yeah. are from Abbey Road. Yeah. So besides that, there hasn't been punk or hardcore really utilized in that space. So, so in an you ideal be the world, first. I would love to be the first uh, hardcore band. All right. Taking Abbey tape, taking Abbey Road's V card on uh, punk and hardcore. All right. And probably the only people stupid enough to pay for it. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got to find someone to be on that bill with you. Yeah. All right. Uh, with that said, what are you trying to eat today? I would love to eat soul food if we got time, but it, the schedule it's is going to be tight. So. This is Regional Justice Center. You have a prepaid call. You will not be charged for this call. This call is from Matt, an inmate at Coyote Ridge Correction Center. This call will be recorded and monitored. If you wish to block any future calls of this nature, dial seven now.
feel like I'm more aware of people's characteristics to really sit back and try to analyze things rather than just jumping straight into it. You know, I feel like that is better.